Sting, yeah. it was actually a true story, partly. And the, the idea behind that was a guy called Yellow Kid Wheel, who in the 30s, during the Great Depression, sold money machines. $2,500 back then, yeah. which is like 250,000 yen now. And it was, you know, he would crank, because crank a box of crank and $20 bills would come out. He said, this is a money machine, this is, 2000, this is $2,500. Yeah. And he would sell it to people and they'd buy it and they get home and four or five bills come out. It's, it's finished. Really? So who's going to go to the police and complain about I was cheated buying a money machine? It's like, like being cheated about buying like, like crack. <laughs> hey, this crack didn't work. Yeah. I saw in the Huffington Post where some woman got busted for that. She went to the police and the guy didn't give me my drugs. She called the police. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Welcome to yet another episode of Got Fit in Japan, and I'm Johnny. And I'm Maddie B. And today I'm Max. I'm here for one time or maybe more. Or maybe more. Well, you don't know. You don't know. Sometimes they come back, which is also a good Stephen King novel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yes, and this is episode number... 244. 244, which is two death, death to somebody else. That's right. To yeah. somebody else. Half of somebody else is going to die. Because four means death, four, four means double death, and half of that means somebody else. Yeah, two so, is half of that. Right? So it's not, hopefully it's not you. And if it is you, definitely support the show, buy something, and then, then die. <laughs> Tell by, a friend. By one of the many services we do not offer. What mm. customer service that is. Wow, my goodness. I know, I know. Our customer service is as bad as the show. Sorry. Yeah, we respond to <laughs> messages. Yeah. <laughs> we do reply to anybody that sends us an email. So. We haven't replied to Kieran yet today, though. I haven't. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, he sent the email this morning and shit. I yeah. got it at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, a, he's a definitely a, a fan of Fader and stuff that sends really? us messages and shit all the time and stuff. Fucking okay. Fade on Fader. And, um, oh yeah, got Fader Japan's about two dudes booze. Japan and the... News. That's right. That's right. Actually, today we're not going to do like the Japanese news because we have the Japanese news right here with all of our experience and all our knowledge. We're going to talk about the shit that's gone down in the past, present, and future in Japan. Yeah, we and have a very unique perspective on the show today. That's right. That's right. Max, tell us about yourself. Oh, Max. My goodness. First of all, can I ask you a favor? Since yes. We're on TV. Can I ask yes. you run off the camera, run to my bag, look, open it up, and grab my book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I knew I forgot something. I think you were saying Thank God I remember my trousers. But <laughs> I did for, I did bring my book. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is my book. No. You got a book? Yeah, no, he does, man. This you is got a book. And it's, my book. It, my first one. It's called The Truth About Americans in English or in Japanese, Americans in Nohone. Now, I came to Japan 41 years ago. 41 years ago. 41 years ago in the United States Marine Corps, and uh, I was, uh, I think you could say historian even back then, about World War II and what happened in the war and so forth. And the, one of the first things I thought is, someday there's going to be problems. Why? The truth of the war wasn't being discussed. It was hidden. And basically America was, okay, I'm from America. I was born in the United States, United States Marine Corps. But America was basically, you know, Japan, you're bad, and you know, Americans were wonderful, and this sort of thing. Well, we've all heard so many things from, especially in the neighboring country of Korea, how terrible Japan is. Well, where should I start? Did, it, did this happen 44 years ago when you first arrived in Japan? Were, no. were the Koreans after that whole issue back then? or Because I imagine for the Koreans, mm. they were busy... 
reassessing the situation on the world with map. North Korean shit. North well, Korea, actually, I did South live Koreans. in South Korea. I did live in South Korea. Oh, okay. For about six months, about thirty-eight years ago. As a Marine, after the Marine Corps, as a civilian, um, as a Marine, um, I well, all right, I'll, I can say this now. I mean, I'm not supposed to, but I first came to Japan. I was an administrative clerk in the Marine Corps in Iwakuni in Yamaguchi Prefecture, just west of Hiroshima. And I was scouted by the United States Communist Party to be a spy. You were they, scouted by the United States Communist Party? Yes. To be a spy for the commies? For the commies. Before we do it, we should all move over to the No, we're, we're all in frame, man. We're all in frame. Batman, like, more to the right. Oh. <laughs> I hate to ruin okay. the story. This is just after Vietnam. This is 1975. Uh, Saigon fell, and I was here. And I just missed Vietnam. So, and I was scouted by the communists because I learned Japanese quickly and I was in administration and they figured that I didn't have any top secret information that I could give out that was, I wasn't that clear to handle, but um, I did have a lot of good stuff about the organization, the first Marine Air Wing and so forth like that. And uh, they knew I'd get in trouble for liking Japan and speaking Japanese. The Marine Corps is conservative and it's conservative Americans in that way. So they scouted me. And the very next day, I went to my captain, not the lieutenant. The lieutenant was an idiot. My captain was a um, former private in the Marine Corps. He worked his way up, and he's a person I trusted. And I became a naval intelligence agent, because the Marine Corps does not have its own political intelligence organization. In the, in the case of Marines, it's the Navy. So you were, okay, so you became a, a Navy political, Navy intelligence agent. Yes. But then you were also approached by the communists at the same time. Mm -hmm. No, the American communists. The American communists approached me. Yeah. And I went to my superior, who took me to naval intelligence, and what they said was, would you work for us? Oh, so you didn't work for the communists? Of course not, no. Ah, okay. Um, and, well, to put it bluntly, I mean, uh, somebody's going to find out about that kind of thing. There were Red Marines who were doing their best to uh, spy and do stuff. Um, communist Marines? Red Marines? Yes, 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 oh. yes, 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 yes. yes. But it gets found out. And when you're in the military, okay, there's American civilian law, but when you're in the military, there's also military law and military custom. And they have ways of messing you up if they really want to. Like how? They can make your life miserable. By following around, by. No, no, no. You'll your be toes. on duty 24 hours. You'll have all the nastiest jobs to do. KP? And, uh, yeah, and worse than that. And, no uh, RR. No R and R, and they can find ways to really make you feel bad. Uh, like and you're about to go to Bangkok for shore leave, but then they pull you back oh, like sure. two minutes before departure. Yeah, yeah, they send you to North Korea. Um, <laughs> oh no! Um, no, no. Back then, back then, the threat was uh, either Thule, Greenland, or Diego Garcia in the Indian Ocean. You know, oh. this is of course if you were in Vietnam. Sure, send me there. I would get out of Vietnam. But if you were in a place like Iwakuni, Japan, you wouldn't want to go to Greenland or Diego Garcia. If you don't know Diego Garcia, no, I don't. it's an island, it's still a base, it's a U.S. base, in the Indian Ocean that is like 2,000 miles from anywhere. It's just isolated. Okay, so the history problem and the Koreans. Uh, after I, I, I followed American spy networks into South Korea, American Communist Party spy networks into Communist Korea, uh, because communists could not enter Korea at that time. South Korean government was uh, Kim Dae-jung, uh, no, no, excuse me, uh, Park Chung-hee, Park Chung-hee, the father of the president, President Park Chung-hee. He was president at the time. And he's a former Imperial Japanese Army officer. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I think I read right. that on your blog. You posted a picture, I think. That's right. right. Yes. So he had his uh, behind-the-scenes popularity with Japan. And Koreans at the time, um, there was rivalry with Japan, of course. And uh, they would say, this originated in Korea and that originated in Korea and Japanese copied us and this kind of thing. And at the time, Korea had very little contact with the outside world. And after I quit the Marine Corps, I lived in Korea six months. And I hoped that Koreans would someday kind of grow up, especially with contact. How would you say grow up? Why do you mean grow mature. up in which ways? Like, mature. But, but, like for example, like, okay, what contact, was immature and then what would be the maturity that would develop? They had a it? tremendous, tremendous egoism complex, which still exists today. Heat wisdom? Egoism. 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 Oh, okay. Sorry. Egoism. This, how many, I've only just sipped this thing. Like, no, man. Dude, I'm almost done with mine. <laughs> my, my a tremendous egoism and a tremendous inferiority complex. But first, the egoism comes out. Mm. And um, Korea is the center of the world, Korea is the center of everything. And I really got that idea um, 38 years ago. And I hope that contact with the rest of the world, they would gradually calm down. Mm. They got a lot worse. I'm very sorry. They got a lot worse. They became more e egocentric. Yes. Or and nationalistic. My first book now, how I um, published this book, I was noticed by a publisher. And why? Somebody put one of my blog entries on YouTube. This was about a year and a half ago. Well, how did they put a blog entry on YouTube? They took it and put it on YouTube and they um, narrated it. read it? Yeah. Was it a they Japanese had, person? It was a Japanese person who narrated it, but they, had it, they have it in English. It's below that. Because your your book and your blog is bilingual, it's in right, Japanese right, right. by paragraph by paragraph. It's English, Japanese, right. or Japanese, English. Um, they just put they just put the uh, and had someone read the Japanese, and they, they they pretty well they did a good job. Okay. Now in that um, blog uh, entry, there was an incident that happened to me 38 years ago in Korea, which really educated me about Koreans. And I was teaching English in Korea, and I had a lot of Korean friends and so forth, and. I was out with my Korean friends, we're drinking a few um, beers and, and soju, and, and soju is, be careful with Korean soju. Um, yeah. We were drinking, and um, they asked me a question. Which country had the worst experience in World War II? And I thought, my lord, that's a Whoa. funny question. That wow. is kind of weird. Out of the Which blue. Country? Out of the blue. Wait, this is 1970? 1978, 79, around then. 78, 79. Okay. okay, okay, so it's been a while. It's been a while. And, uh, well, just asked me, and I said, well, Poland. And um, this is if, if just off the top of the head. I, and I have studied World War II history as much as I possibly could. And Poland <laughs> invaded by both Germany and Russia, yeah. occupied by Germany for, what, five, five and a half years, something like that. Something like that. Um, two revolts inside Poland in, in that time, 1943 Jewish revolt in the Warsaw Ghetto, yeah. 1944 Polish Home Army revolt in Warsaw. Uh, besides that Auschwitz. guerrilla activity and all and through the country, hmm. um, when the Russians advanced west, Germany fought tooth and nail to keep the Russians back, and uh, all in all, Poland lost a quarter of its population. It got fucked. Right. So I said, Poland. And the Koreans got mad at me, and they said, no, Korea had the worst. I said, pardon me? Worse than China? Yes, they said because China Japan... Got China got like 10 million people. They said Japan occupied Korea. We had the worst in Korea. And I said, but nothing happened. Yeah, you they, were occupied, but you, you weren't fucked. 
Well, you weren't fucked as well, much as other people. Well, the truth is, the truth Maybe, is. Maybe, I don't know. The truth is. <laughs> I'm a dummy. You just say that. And actually, in Japan, we don't say occupied, we say annexed. Annexed. Mm, right. Like, uh, like Texas. Answers, yeah. <laughs> um, annexed, and actually, if you really study the history, and if you do go, do go through it, that was the best time in Korean history, after all, was the Japanese annexation. Yeah, I've read this on your blog. Why, why do you say that? Hmm. Well, for one, it created conditions where the average Korean could rise. What, what? Americans say is upward mobility. Right. Mm. Before that, Koreans were serfs, period. And you couldn't change your status and so forth. And well, Japan was too, in a sense. Um, if we look at the Edo era in Japan, we had the four classes. But gradually, the merchant class was much more powerful than the samurai class. And, um, Japan had quite a lively art scene and so forth, which Korea never had. Korea was a very static society, and anyone who stood out was simply killed. Period. And uh, Japan came in, and Japan forbid uh, some more nasty Korean habits, like uh, there's a Korean dance that's been revived. Oh, that yeah, humility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? What is it? I forget the, Korea, the proper name, but it humiliates people with physical handicaps. Okay, no, that's not what the one mean, I was thinking. It, no, hold what, on, what were you thinking? What, what were you thinking? Was, no, that, I have a friend that's Korean right. that does the Korean like dance where they do the skip and they do the jump and it looks like a rabbit that's been shot. Okay, and what, <laughs> does it have a meaning or? Well, no, well, maybe, maybe rabbit a rabbit that looks like a shot. But, maybe it is like maybe they are making fun of like man. handicapped people. But hold on, what like what? Why would they make a dance that? Humiliates handicapped people. But what, does, what does the okay. dance entail? What do they do to humiliate it? Walking around and acting like a person like, who has physical. They're deformity. basically breakdancing. Like what is that joke? Trying holding, uh, trying to bite your elbow. Something like this. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, right. things like that Japan forbade, and and actually Japan made quite uh, a comprehensive legal system. Uh, Japan built schools. Japan revived the Hangul alphabet, even despite what Koreans say. That Japan forbid. No, no, no. Japan revived it. How did that? Why well, was it banned? It was never banned, but the uh, ruling class, the Yangban, Yangban is a Korean word meaning aristocrats, the Yangban just let it decay. And the Yangban were very much into Chinese classics. Chinese classics is the center of all knowledge. Um, the Korean writing is low class, very hierarchical society. Mm. It is a hierarchical. So I, I, yeah, the, it, it's true to this day that. Korea is is very much a hierarchical, more so than Japan, and Japan's very hierarchical. Mm. The old joge kanke, right? Uh, when you come from, okay, I've been here forty one years, and I'm sort of, well, I'm at my spot. Let's put it that way. But um, uh, I suppose that coming from America the first time, it's like wow. Now, of course, Korea is a lot more wow, and it just is. But um, as far as the Korean claims for. World War II and all the abuses Japan did, they have no right. They simply don't. Why, man? They abandoned like 30,000 or 40,000 people on the Isle of Sahelin, and you have like the Zainichis and the Chongrong and the North Korean faction mm -hmm. of, of Koreans inside no, Japan, of Japan. Japan was thrown but, off the island. So Japan has no, couldn't abandon. Japan was simply defeated militarily. But, but they Japan left them. They, 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 they annexed them, and then they just left them. Yeah, but no. didn't Japan like like kidnap like a ton, like a shit ton of like Korean people and stuff, and use them as slaves, like slave labor? No, no. It, they were recruited. They recruited, but didn't like like wasn't there a massacre in fucking what was it the Komazawa Park, Komazawa Coin? No, the old, there wasn't. No, 
Okay, all right. Then I've there was one. It was a set of riots in 1919. Um, the Koreans say 7,000 were killed. The Japanese say 500. Okay, and that's no. the, the riots that happened in Japan. Ja- Japanese in Korea. historical no, in documents Korea. have always been a bit iffy because they tend to get burned when they're not mm. favorable towards but, Japan. Okay, but um, even if there's an event happened, there'll be other documents. There'll yeah. be other other things. Other things will come on, and. What people say about the comfort woman issue, that the Japanese army went through villages and just grabbed people off the streets, it never, ever happened. That way. Never. In Korea or in China? Everywhere. Everywhere? Everywhere. So there's no comfort women? That, that didn't happen? They were comfort women. They were prostitutes. Yeah. There were always enough volunteers. Mm. There's never enough volunteers? There always were. There always were? There always were. But what about like the, the rape of Nanjing? All right. Rape of Nanjing. Now... We're going to bring this up, and um, I do think again, something that's, happened. That's a com- for, for anybody that doesn't know, that's a completely different country. That's China, not that's China. Korea. So China that China. We're, we're going to a different place. And Thanks, rape of Nanjing, what happened there is a lot of people were killed and raped. It was a battlefield. This is what's different. This is what I call heat of battle. You can't call this a crime. Why? Um, people do things in war that they wouldn't do normally. Mm. They do. So and just like a firebombing Tokyo? No, that's different. But it's a heat That was thing. political. Yeah, yeah, that's no, different. We're, we're that in was... a battle, we're in the heat. No, 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 no. Why not? What's the difference? Okay. What happened in Nanjing happened when the, China, the Japanese army was ordered into Nanjing and people got killed and people got raped. I'm sure this did happen. What happened afterwards was General Iwane Matsui, Matsui Iwane, totally disciplined his force. He had 17 policemen. This is the truth. Uh, this is in a book called uh, Soldiers of the Sun by, I believe it's Marion Harris. Only 17 military policemen to control 30,000 troops. Afterwards, he was really upset that it happened. So he disciplined his troops. You can't call that a crime. You can't but what, about crime. The deni- what about the denying that it never actually happened? Because people get sensitive. But like, you right. know, it's kind of like still, slavery in America. People get sensitive. People, but it happened. But a lot of Japanese politicians and what mm-hmm. the, the narrative that is now being issued forth is it did, that, it didn't happen, is right? that it didn't happen. Maybe, maybe a couple people died, but you know. All right. Uh, you know, like the this, Chinese, there's like kind of like a large okay. denial. The like, Chinese put out a huge number game on this and a lot of propaganda. Um, I've heard a figure 300,000 put out a lot. I don't really think it's 300,000. How much? I don't know. Um, something yeah, there's a lot did of happen. Asians, man. They, they, they're like, as, a, mm-hmm. as opposed to Canadians, if you compare, like I'm from Canada or Swedish, like so the numbers, there's more of them. That's what I'm trying okay. to say. There's more of them available to die mm-hmm. as opposed to in Canada. So what happened here is, whatever happened is the Japanese army did restore discipline. Now I want to say next, they did a lot better than America. Regarding, America. What do you mean discipline? America has never tried to restore discipline. American troops, and yeah, I'm saying as a former Marine, they're, they're, yeah, they're agents of chaos, man. They are. The American troops, uh, I've really, in my blog, if you read my blog, I call baboons. Baboons! And I'm not trying to sell baboons. I know a lot of people are going to get angry when they hear this. And remember, I'm a former U.S. Marine. I wore the uniform and I risked my life in service in the United States of America. I could not go anywhere with fellow Marines. I just couldn't. Grabbing women all the time. And this is a peacetime in Japan. Yeah, you uh, should never, you shouldn't grab women, man. Yeah, is, you go to thing, jail. Do it. Trust me. The thing is with Americans is they'll let you whenever grab them things if they like happen, you, but just is, don't grab them. 
Americans would cover it up, uh, remove that GI from the area, and uh, things like this. It's only in Japan, I a few instances that were really bad that they turned over to Japanese authorities. Mm. Like the 1995 rape in Okinawa, there was three, three uh, Marines and a, and a corpsman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's they, that one. But there's also a couple other rapes after that and stuff. And there's been a couple um, other, like... There's uh, one, one guy, I was a Nigerian sailor, actually, in the United States Navy, uh, who killed a woman in uh, Yokosuka. It was, on, it was filmed. It was on a security camera. That's how it was filmed. Um, but until before, this has been a serious issue in Japan that Americans would be pulled out for crimes. And um, Americans act badly in Japan, really. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. I have a lot of experience with that, uh, with the military. I used to work for uh, Gaijin. Gaijin is Japanese. It means foreigner. Talent office. We would put foreigners on TV. And Americans, I'm really sorry to say, behave badly. And um, They're like Chinese people when they go abroad. Yes. You know? Too many Americans behave badly. Is, could, could you say that that's like everybody that travels abroad, like everybody that leaves their country in general, that's, that leaves and shit, they get they get excited, they got money, they're in a different place. Like, fuck it. Let's have some fun and shit. Well, no, I'm not, you know, my neighbors aren't here, my boss isn't here, nobody's ever going to know. Facebook motherfuckers. But, uh, I mean... <laughs> I'll put it this way. I mean, I live, when I lived in New York, I lived in New York for t- two years, 20 years ago. Mm. And I didn't live with Americans, I lived with Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of weird Japanese. Really? Yeah, that goes with the crime. But they didn't really do bad things to Americans in America. They did bad things to other Japanese. In America? In America. No shit. Well, it's um, a group culture, man. Um, you don't, and my, my wife will say the same thing. She lived in England. You don't trust a Japanese you meet living overseas. You really? Even if it's especially, not so Soseki in 1902 Especially in if they say something about... I'll, ha- I'll help you with some money affairs or something like this. Oh, that's Ooh. sneaky. Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 Stay away from those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I stay away yeah. from those guys in general. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. let's let's go back to the history thing. The Koreans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Now, the Koreans were able and willing Japanese soldiers. Why are you so anti-Korean? I'm not anti-Korean. Well, then what is it? Because I'm not hearing any pro-Korean. All right. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll eventually try and get there. Okay, sure. Well, then go on. Yeah. Uh, and also, I want to tell you something. People on the net. The Koreans really messed up on something. And this is my book. This is my book. Yeah. About six, seven, eight years ago, we had what was called the Hanryu Boom. In Japanese, this means the Korean wave boom. Suddenly, Japanese just really got interested in Korean culture. Yeah, did. We had middle-aged women, like in the 40s and 50s, studying Korean language. Yeah. Korean cuisine. Traveling to South Korea. There was a drama as well that was filmed many, in Japan. As yeah, well. a Korean drama that yeah, was filmed many, in Japan. One started this and many, many more came. And people fell in love with their stars. These Koreans would come over here, these Korean actors. and Cut up. And they would have a huge following. And all this screaming and yelling about the comfort woman issue, it just destroyed that. Which is extreme stupidity. Uh, why are Koreans so screaming about the comfort woman? Koreans have a tremendous complex about Japan. And they're, I think, jealous. And this is not, this is not new. This goes back hundreds of years. Mm. Um, my first publisher, my first publisher, um, this is my first publisher. My second book is coming out soon. Oh, really? Yes, 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 yes. You my, should come back on the show when it's published, man. Yeah, thank definitely. You, thank you. Uh, my second publisher, my first publisher, really, published a book called 1907. Um, it's written by a, it's a man called Mr. Ladd, L-A-D-D professor who went to Yale 
and he was invited by Ito Hirobumi, who was assassinated as the first governor general of Korea. I'm not sure if he's the first one, excuse me. And he spent two months in Korea. He was amazed how the Koreans would scream about Japan. Now, okay, in 1580-something, Hideyoshi did invade South Korea, did invade Korea. Um, the barons, the daimyos, daimyo in Japanese means like baron, feudal lord. Yeah. They eventually got tired of the whole idea and they kind of pulled the plug. The Korean Navy was valiant and, and smashed the Japanese Navy at the time. At that time, the Japanese Navy was simply a bunch of pirates and they just couldn't stand up. Uh, and he was almost killed for it. This is something Korean society has always been taken down by conspiracies. The one Korean general that could really fight the Japanese was killed because other Koreans got jealous. Mm, whoa, dude, that's fucked up. And they're always riven by these intrigues and jealousies. And Okay, um, that was the one invasion of Korea, really, Japan did. It lasted about four years, maybe three years, something like that. The Mongols and the Chinese had been much more nasty in dealing with Korea, yet the Koreans have all this hatred about Japan. And Professor Ladd, this is back in 1907, which was three years before the Japanese annexation, was really surprised. And this has continued today. Yeah. But and do you think it's because, like, the the Chinese and the Mongols have, like, a negative reputation for being, like, marauders, well, as, whereas Japan sort of lauds itself as a, a nation of culture and peace? I, I really, and so, like, you can kind of perceive, like, you can naturally be, a, like, oh, well, yeah, of course the Mongols I, I, did that. That's what they were. I'm but coming why, to why, why did Japan do that when they are such a peaceful... Like, hmm. Do you think there could be like a, a, a cultural perception, like where one culture tries to make itself in one image, then they act against it, and so that creates, I, I don't know, like a like a negative, a, a reason to lash out against that culture, whereas if a culture is perceived as being negative, like the Mongol invasion mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, Red China, when they do something negative, like Mao did that. It's like, of course he did, you know? But why is, why is Japan doing the same thing? They're I, horrible. I think, like, I, I'm coming to a certain theory. I'm coming to a certain theory of why Korea hates Japan. And I think it's Confucian. Japan's pretty Confucian. Not really. Not compared to Korea. No, Korea, not compared it's to really Korea. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really heavy. It's really heavy. And to the Korean mind, Korea is closer to China. Mm. which is the center of culture. Japan is an outside nation. So Japanese were a bunch of punks. Uh, we, I've been here 41 years ago. When were they punks? All, for all history. To all the Korean history. mind. To the oh, Korean okay. mind. To the Korean mind. And inferiors. To the Korean mind. To the Korean mind. And for many, many, many years, of course, I was talking about the Yangban, and they let the Korean writing system decline and so forth. For them, Chinese, written Chinese, was paramount culture. And that's why Korea never developed kabuki. While Japanese developed kabuki, Koreans never developed an equivalent. And uh, any such aspect of Korea that started up was destroyed. Mm -hmm. Through jealousy within their own ranks? Yes. Ah. So is that why they don't have like like any like... Like that's why like if you compare Japan to Korea, which you really shouldn't, but I mean if you do and stuff, I mean... You're like, well, okay, Japan has ninjas, samurais, manga, yes. anime, Godzilla, all this shit. And you think about Korea, you're like... Kimchi. Kim yeah, exactly. Which came from Japan. Which came from what? Japan? You're In the Hideyoshi invasion. Oh, now I'm, 
Now I'm floored. Next I've been quiet this whole time. Absorbing, and this has been told to me by Koreans. Now you've this has been told to me by Koreans. This has been told to me by Koreans. How did how did the joke? We gotta stop this episode. We're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. This has been told to me by Koreans. Okay, this is my source on this. This is Korean hearsay. I don't have a definite, which you don't even trust. What is it though? I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm this curious. is what I was told by a Korean friend. I want to hear the story. What do you say? Me too. Me too. Like, man. Actually, Korean flu was pretty bland until the Japanese invaded in 15 something with Hideyoshi, and they introduced spices, and the Koreans went over with it and they made kimchi. They made it more spicy. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah, doesn't that doesn't that spice not originate from Korea itself? Isn't that like a import? Well, you know, that, of course, Japanese red. has spice, but Japanese food is a lot less spice than Korean in general, of course. In general. Yeah. In general. Actually, in general. if you go to Korea for five days, you're going to notice that 95% of your food is red. And you're going to notice that this your shit I, I, Okay, speaks. I love Korean food. I love Japanese food both. But when I go to Korea right. and I come back to Japan, I smell for about a week. Okay. That's just it. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's in your system and it's, it's in there and it's great stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's in your system instead. The ishiyaki bibimba, that's mm. great stuff, man. Great the yuke jam with the nice yes. side of rice. But maybe if you eat it every day, it's like not the same, you know? Yeah, yeah it's true. It's so true. Korea is, and Korea is stuck in this jealousy routine. Mm. And now, where they're going, I have a sense of where they're going. Um, and it's weird. They envision a great Korean empire. They envision the North... Reuniting with the South. Yes. The, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. You've got that. Okay. Yeah, that's um, and just yesterday, I was sending a, a Japanese TV clip from about, what, five, six years ago. And it, when um, we don't have the Mr. Kim Jong-un and our daddy, uh, Mr. Kim Jong-il, who was a, the great leader, the dear leader, the great leaders, the great leader was Kim Jong-il-sung and the great, and the Grand Puba, should I say? I mean, it's... The Grand Puba? That's what I like to say. I mean, the Korean propaganda is North Korean probably is just. Um, it was a clip of showing education in South Korea, and it was really anti-Japanese. Oh shit! And yes, 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 yes. And there was a line in there how Korea invaded, uh, Japan invaded Korea. Never happened. I have seen rumors in that this is being taught now in South Korea, and Koreans going to America talking to Americans about the Korean War. No, that was when Japan invaded Korea. Why? Koreans, our brothers, would never fight each other. Oh, come on. And Americans get a little upset because 50,000 Americans died to keep South Korea non-communist. And myself, in my service, I, after Vietnam, the American Communist Party's goal was to force U.S. troops, use U.S.S. anti-war movement, to force U.S. troops out of South Korea. I can say maybe I fought in the Second Korean War, which never happened. Thank you very much. Right. Not because I was a hero, um, because Americans got tired of protests and wars, and Vietnam was over, so the whole thing was over, and it never got to the Cold War, huh? Right, and so the U.S. <laughs> troops are still there. But I was a cold warrior, and I drink beer. Now, um, well, uh, can I yes. ask you something? Like, uh, One thing I wanted to go back to a little bit was, to, it's a bit of a change in topic, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Sure. Uh, it was going back to like the fact that you used to do a lot of intelligence work for mm-hmm. the Navy. Yes. Like, what did that entail? Oh, like, well, what, well, like, no. what, like, like, because 
one person says intelligence agency, one per, and then people say people start thinking, oh, CIA agent. People start extrapolating, and then they all right, all right. They imagine you in some sort of fucking. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it. You know what I mean? How to be a spy? Lesson one. How to be a like? So let's go back to the spy days just for a minute, because I know I know it's a long time ago, but I also know that it's pretty interesting. I had a one-year career as a spy. Yes. And um, I'll put it this way. I was kind of passive, in a sense. And I didn't try to find things out. Mm. Um, That keeps you alive, actually, right? (laughs) (laughs) It was a thought. If you don't go anywhere, you're like, no, if I just stick around. uh, Nobody's going to shoot at me, It was a thought, but I just was there. And uh, I asked questions. I let people teach me things. And of course, since I was an, I was administrative clerk in the headquarters squadron of uh, Marine Corps Station Iwakuni, and even though I didn't have any secret information, I had a lot of good stuff. And one of the things they were interested in me when I when I was first approached was the entire First Marine Air Wing was being reorganized after Vietnam. Now, okay, there's in, in Iwakuni we had the base and the Marine Corps Air Wing. Now, in our Marine Corps. Actually, the base, we only had 300 people, but we had 1,000 people to actually run the base. Mm. We borrowed 700 from the 1st Marine Corps Air Wing. So what happened was the entire Marine Corps Air Wing was reorganizing, and they would reassign troops, sold, uh, Marines from this unit to that unit, and you can get an idea how America was thinking to re, reestablish itself after Vietnam. And get an idea how strategically this is the first reason they went after me and uh, well I went to my captain of my office not my lieutenant lieutenant was um, daddy was a colonel in uh, camp in California and mm-hmm. and we messed with him and he messed with us and the sergeant would only let go so far um, captain was a uh, 45 years old at the time he couldn't be a Gombian captain he started as a private mm. you couldn't fool him couldn't fool him anything but I trusted him, so I went to him, and he took me to Naval Intelligence. And Naval Intelligence said, well, will you work for us? And from then on, anything I was asked to provide to the communists, sure, I would first go to my Navy people and say, they want this, this, this. And Navy people would say, well, they can have that, and they can have that. You were they a double agent. That. Yes. For the commies. No, no. for the Navy. The, the no, for the Navy. Commies in yeah. the Navy. You're like no, an okay. spy then what would you tell spies. them? What would, what, would, what would be okay to tell the commies and what would not be okay to tell the commies? Whatever my superiors in the Navy told me. Which was? Some things were okay, some things were not. Like what? Things. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reorganization of the first one air wing wasn't okay. Hmm. That wasn't okay. That wasn't okay. And I remember one time I found something in the garbage which really got me um, about 10 times interrogated by my own side. I found a map. It was a map of South Korea with a plastic overlay. And the plastic overlay had certain circles and quarters, like, like uh, air reception quarters written over certain bases with numbers. And this is thrown in the garbage from my office. Why would they throw it in the garbage? Why would they shred it or destroy it? And I found this it's is a cool map. Find, this right? is a cool map. Yeah. And I saw this really neat map. I'd like to keep it myself. Hmm. But nah, this looks kind of sensitive. And I brought it to my Navy people. They freaked. 
Um, they freaked. This is where the UFO base is. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Where did you find this? Where did you find this? And we went through that time. And I, I did have lie detector tests. I had lie detector tests like once a month. Did you pass? Yes. Of course. One time. One time I didn't. And I had gas. No. <laughs> um, I had thought about talking to someone. Meat sweat. Oh. Wow. I was in Kyoto on a trip just messing around and I... Almost said to two American businessmen I met that I almost said I was working for Naval Intel. That session lasted um, like three, four hours. And that was 10 questions again and again and again and again. The same 10 questions Jeez. for three or four hours? Yes. Really? Well, that's how the cops oh do it here. God. If you get busted by the cops, they ask you the same, same question question. over and over again for an hour. Then they get and somebody they, else who did the same thing. And you get your testimony down. All right. Yeah, Afterwards, they believe me. They believe me. I didn't talk. I actually really didn't talk. No. Um, but it was stuff I did. And I went into South Korea, um, introduced by the Reds. And today this surprises me. People who were in South Korea, Americans of high stature, missionaries, were helping them. Now, the, the, the Reds kind of uh, said... Who was helping who? The missionaries. The missionaries, the missionaries were helping the Reds. were helping the Reds. And yes. this was back when you were... In 1975. 1975. Now... The Reds were saying they were Quakers, kind of. They kind of partnered with the Quakers. Really? They the Quakers? Really, yes, As they a did. PR move, right? Because everyone loves Quakers. Anti-Vietnam, anti-war, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, okay, let me say this. To my belief, um, the Vietnam War protesters were, I'd say, like 95%, 98% honest people who just did not like the war. Yeah. And the war was a huge, horrendous mistake. Yeah. Mm. Vietnam was. We all agree yeah. to that. And... Um, but there were some wolves among the sheep. They were there. Yeah. In and, the clothing? Yeah. And in Japan, we, in Iwakuni, outside every base in Japan, there was a network of American communist spies. In Iwakuni, we had like three or four. I was number five. Oh. But I was really naval intel. So I did that for a year. That was wow. fine. As a double agent? As a double agent. <laughs> did you ever see any shit when you're doing that? Like, like was there anything like, 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 where like, I don't know, like, maybe your commander's like, listen, take this gun, it's washed, go in there and take this guy out. Was there anything like that, or...? I was one of the worst shots in the history of the Marine Corps. Oh, good answer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that means maybe. No, um, I never carried a weapon. You never carried a weapon? I never carried a weapon. Uh, well, I'm in Japan, I work in administration. You know, as course, as a Marine, I had a weapon issued to me, which I never saw. Right. Um, I trained in boot camp with the M16 rifle. Mm. Uh, we, I got to Japan. Uh, my issued weapon was an M14. M14, which I, really? I never worked with. Oh. And I was supposed to work, see it every three months and clean it, you know, and go down there. <laughs> and the sergeant in charge of the armory says, Hey, private, hey, corporal, you know, you, I was not a, cor a private, I'm a quick corporal. You've never ever touched an M14, have you? Well, no. You don't want to touch your rifle. I'll sign for you. You, you checked it. That and means it disappeared. But no, it stayed it. in the armory. It stayed in the armory, and I never touched it. I never cleaned it. I never touched the M14. And we couldn't shoot it anyway because Iwakuni didn't have a actual rifle range. It meant that you, it checked the box that you were able to use it. Well, no, you, uh, you don't. You don't use it. You have to check your weapon like every three months or something like uh, this. Just to make sure it's like functional. Right. And the sergeant said, "I'll make sure it's functional." You just. And well, the whole thing is just. What in did case, you do with the communists over there? I was just hanging around. 
Like, how were they as a people? How were the communists generally? Um, you know, like, of course, as friends and so forth. Yeah, like because you had to get to know them yeah. and, and socialize, you make, friends. Sure. make friends, get to, like you might be against the cause, but how were they like on a day to day level? Like? Probably just like normal people. Right? They're normal people and actually highly intelligent, really intelligent people. Basically, communists tend to be smart, man. Yeah, um, communist meetings now. I remember being communist meeting. Um, and remember, this is a communist phrase, criticism, self-criticism, where they, and I was sitting through a Japanese Communist Party meeting. The Americans were right along. This is Niwakuni. Mm-hmm. And these things are so boring. And they go on, they go on. and on, and on for hours. And uh, I'm trying to stay awake and remember all this stuff that's going on, because I can't take notes, mm-hmm. obviously. And it was, that was hard. That was really hot. This is the same. This is different. Beer. This is good. It's a different one. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a fucking There's awesome. There's uh, a movie about about that. Um, uh, the the lodge the the lodge that was assaulted in the '60s by the communists and the police. Mm. Asamo, Asamo, yeah, yeah, Asamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's two movies about it. One from the police perspective and one from the communist perspective. Mm. It's a, they do a lot of that criticism, right. self-criticism. Now, okay, and also I have to say here, and some people are going to be watching me and what I'm saying, what I actually did. Whenever, well, this isn't turned on. We're just, we just had this for fun. No, it's all... <laughs> no, just joking, just joking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whenever I we'll really came up against minute. Japanese communists, and I did, or North Koreans, and I did, um, they were referred to the Japanese police. This is my mission. I was not to pursue it. I was not pursued, I was pursuing the Americans. I was strictly involved with the Americans, and whatever I met, Japanese, communists, and so forth, it was all given to the Japanese police, and I was told to back off, not to pursue. Why were you pursuing Western communists in Japan? Because they're ultra dangerous. Well, they were also, they were also, of course, recruiting people on base, and so forth. They had three missions. They had three missions. One is, destroy the Japanese-American alliance. They were looking for proof of U.S. nuclear weapons on a base. In Japan? Yes. Really? Do you think there, well, well, do you think there are? You're asking, do I think? Do you think? No, not that there are. Or are there? I am, okay, my, my thought is sure there were. In Okinawa, right? Everywhere. Everywhere? There's, there's, there's a theory that Japan has so many nuclear bases because in case it needed to be uh, used as a nuclear weapons uh, manufacturing hub, get to that, yeah. it, that it, manufacturing it, it, it could just launch. be revved up as uh, a place to produce uh, okay, a massive whoa, 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 nuclear whoa, whoa, I'll get there, I'll get there, I'll get there. Okay. Look, a U.S. submarine, attack submarine, comes into Yokosuka. They're based there. Right. They're home ported there. They have nuclear torpedoes. They do. they do. I'm sure they do. They do. Now, that's one of the really sensitive things in the military. Those guys don't talk. And the communist Americans in outside my base really want to get some of those guys. Um, to my knowledge, in Iwakuni, well, well, we had we were an air wing. We were based at Cater Air Wing, and um, well, since 1975, we had a lot of nuclear-capable aircraft. I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure. Now, I don't know. And um, that was one of their missions, to find that. Second one. During the Vietnam War, they had a network that American GIs could desert and pass the Soviet Union to Sweden. Really? Yes. Wow. And some of those guys are still there. 
In the, Sweden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't, they're afraid to go back to the U.S. because they deserve it. There's a lot of Canadians up there, too. No, not yeah. up there, but a lot of Americans are in Canada. No. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we <laughs> welcomed course, you guys. I remember <laughs> years ago. Bobby. Years ago, and uh, once I quit the military. Hey, Bobby. I am a, I, I, I'm a painter. I'm also an old painter. I haven't painted for years, but. Oh, and I was associated with the Japanese Communist Party there because I was in the uh, peace exhibition in August. I'm probably one of the only U.S. spies to be in a communist peace exhibition. And I would tell them, yeah, yeah, I was a spy. I was America's spy, you know. They all liked me. Um, I was, I guess I was a pet, I don't know. Right. And uh, Look at this guy. Let's bring him on. There was an American guy and a black guy, former USGI, who deserved it. And he's living in Sweden, and he was supposed to come to Japan and make a speech. Guy didn't come. Guy didn't come. But that was another thing they were doing, was bringing these guys to Sweden. And the other was just general espionage. And um, so there was a lot of American espionage by the communists in mm-hmm. Japan in the seventies. Sure. Oh yeah. How, how did the how like, how did the how did the communists in, from America finance all of that? And like, do you know anything about how they would bring them across and how they would send them? They came. To they came. And to, and okay. They like came. That? They came to Japan. Uh, it was called the P. Um, P and Pacific News Service. Okay. Pacific News Service. I'm quoting them, and someone's going to scream at me. Hi. Well, hey there. Hey. Hey. It's me. Um, <laughs> yes, and this is Pacific News Service, which was a red, red, red organization based out of Los Angeles, and they find that they provided visas mm. for these guys in Japan as journalists. Right. Now, for those of you in America or wherever, it's like, my God, how could that happen? Japan has no spy laws. This really? This is a country oh. where espionage is not a crime. It's not a crime, even yeah. to today. Even so, today. There's a strong communist faction yes. in Japan. It's oh, there's oh, a wait, lot wait, of strong. fractions well, in Japan. All right. America, oh, wait, but that's different. That's entirely different. I shouldn't conflate the two. You know, Japan has a communist party, and so does America. Uh, you know the joke about the American Communist Party, right? No. <laughs> what, tell me. They're hippies. No. <laughs> there's more FBI agents in the American Communist Party than there are communists. Uh, but, this is uh, uh, <laughs> but no, in Japan, they are serious. And uh, they often carry about 5% of the vote in the Japanese. I've... I've been with these people. I know some of the journalists pretty pretty well, actually. Um, as a painter, I, I met some of these people, and, I, and going out drinking, dudes, man. they're cool. And going out drinking with these guys, I, I get conversations like, "God darn, if it wasn't for Stalin, the whole world would be communist by now." And I say, "Yeah, gee, bummer, you know." <laughs> <laughs> what about Lenin? <laughs> okay, let's not go there. Well, well. So anyway, this is what was going on in Japan in the in the seventies. So they were trying to get a new direction. They're trying to use the anti-war movement that rose up in Vietnam and force U.S. troops out of South Korea. And that's where I was involved, and going up there and doing stuff. And the whole thing just fell apart because Americans in America, well, once Vietnam was over, America's not involved, they all went home. Really. That's basically what happened. All of the American communists in Japan? Uh, and all the protests. The American communists in Japan kept trying to... They, they all went home after Vietnam ended, or...? Well, they stayed and tried to keep it going. And, How many uh, were there? Well, there was in Iwakuni, there was four or five. Four or five. Did they manage to create enough of a ruckus or what? No. No, no idea. nothing. Four or, four or five. five. The only thing they succeeded, you see, okay. Now, with what they were doing, of course, now you're talking about the United States Marine Corps, which is a very, tends to attract, let me put it this way, 
either patriotic Americans or people who are totally fucking nuts. I can say that word, fucking kidding. You can oh, say, oh, dude, yeah. bullshit, motherfucker, cocksucker, oh, yeah. chunk, um, cock bubble. It's totally, 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 for totally fucking nuts. I mean, if you join the Marine Corps, when I graduated from boot camp, I was told, if this was Vietnam, one third of you will be dead in a year. Mm. It's the way we fight. We don't stand back. We don't worry about casualties. We go. Marines do that. Yeah. So, okay. Traditionally, okay. yeah. So, um, a lot of these people, I'm not going to go red. And I'm at the first time I was brought to these people's houses, what the word I use. Somebody brought me there. I was really drunk. And I, I was sitting in their house and I saw their pictures in the wall. It was Marx and Lenin and Mao. Oh, and, I, and I was drunk. And I said, <laughs> the fuck you are you people, you know. <laughs> but they recruited me two months later because I was I was in a... As a double agent. Well, I was in a ha coffee house. I was in a coffee house outside the base. It was run by Canadian missionaries. And it was a place where you can go. It wasn't a bar. Mm. It wasn't a take your own money. You could sit there and just have a free cup of coffee, play card games, you know, and socialize. Chill out, right? And... Um, I was complaining my pay was messed up because I knew in the base, that's when they went for me. That's when they went for me. But he needs money. Yeah. Well, no, they never gave me any money. What? Communists oh. didn't give you money? They're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me write this down. <laughs> anyway, cheap. <laughs> the only success I saw they had, most of the Marines they got were um, the, the, the never-do-well kind of guys, the guys that really messed up. Yeah, and um, it's works. not it's not your fault you're fucked up it's the Marine Corps fault um, <laughs> that they hired you <laughs> they got the one guy out of photo intel this is another serious thing you know okay in the military we all play games you know and we would send our jets as close to Vladivostok as possible and take pictures of Russian by fleet. the way Vladivostok is the one of the it's a port city that's very close to Japan's northern island of Hokkaido the headquarters Soviet fleet in the far east yes and uh, it's a very strategic location now it's no longer Soviet the Russians are they're nice people trust me yeah I'm half Swedish how about this Nazdrovia Nastrovia. Nastrovia Midrovia. Nastrovia. We didn't even do that. Um, I'm half Swedish. So I'm probably Russian. Why? Well, Sweden, uh, dominated, Sweden dominated Russia for two, three hundred years. They did. Yes. Post Viking. So somewhere right? a, Russian, a Russian fucks a Swede, a Swede fucks a Russian. And. I'm, Nor I'm Norwegian pretty much. Okay. When well, I was, we got the mountain range. Well, I'm a Swedish. Mother Swedish, father German American. So, and in the talent business, the foreign talent business, I had a lot of former KGB friends hmm. who invite me to their house, treat me how to drink like a Russian. Max, you're American spy. I was Soviet spy. Let's get drunk. <laughs> and uh, let's exchange secrets, but keep it secret. <laughs> who cares? We didn't care about the secrets. We I learned to drink. There's a lot Russian. of aliens in this country, but we don't okay. mean Mexicans. Johnny, Johnny, yo, in Russia. Beer is water. Beer is a soft drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Let's fucking drink some soft drinks. Cheers, guys. What's up? Yeah. Mm. And I drive drunk. Now, uh, yeah. should I tell you how Leningrad taxi drivers would fool the police on the um, alcohol breath test? Hell yeah, yeah dude. I want to learn all that, about man. that. You want to know this? All right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's random. You, you, <laughs> Why not? You have, you have the bottle of vodka in your suit pocket. 
and you got a hose going up your butt and a pump. Okay. You're yeah. going to pass a breath test. What? Really? Dude, you, you gotta be a major alcoholic if you're giving yourself a fucking like. We're talking about, okay, excuse me, excuse me. We're talking about Russians now. Yeah. <laughs> Russians. <laughs> they don't give no, a Russians aren't great. Actually, I'll tell you the truth, guys. Okay, I was born in America, I'm American, but I love Russians. Dude, Russians are pretty cool. Pravda, pravda, ya lubiu Russia. Spasiba. Okay, that was, it means truly I love Russia. I only speak 200 words, that's five of them. But um, this was a daze. And that's what I did. Now, for the Russians, you know, when I said I was American, I said, yeah, sure, you fought for your country, I fought for mine. I used no to problems. know this Russian girl, and mm. she would come by the place where I used to work in Canada, and she'd be like, why don't we go out for drinks tonight? I'd be like, <laughs> fuck yeah. It's like, <laughs> good answer. <laughs> you never say no to that. No, wait, wait, wait. How now, often does that All happen? you American <laughs> ladies out there who worry about feminism and all this, I'm going to say it's bullshit. I really don't like feminism. And I don't like all this politically correct. I, I don't. No, politically correct. Yeah, I've always been against it ever since I'm 15. To me, it's like an it, it's mm. like it's like a logical approach to a, accepting Orwellian doublespeak. It's just confining. It's, it's just very like confining. political. Russian confining. woman. It's a great way to say it, confining. Yeah, Russian confining. women are women, and there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And they let you know. So American girls, just don't be so nasty with the mouth. Just be a woman. You're a woman. And maybe we'll look at you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, say what you want. And then, in addition, the whole world isn't there to um, offend you. How about that? Um, did you hear the latest thing about the Boston Museum of Fine Arts? Yeah, they, 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 they banned Kimono Day. What was this? What? Because of the Koreans. It was not Koreans. Only. Oh, really? Okay, the I I do French. Know. No, <laughs> no, not just joking. Okay, French this, love kimono. This is about a painting by Monet, Claude Monet. Yeah, Monet, impressionist. Uh, uh, me as a painter, I'm a. I was Those a water lilies. I haven't painted for like ten years. Anyway, you should get my paintings are right there. Oh, uh, those are mine. These are all our heroes. Not so bad. I like that. From you, not so bad means awesome to me. Yeah. Okay. I take it differently. Um. It does work. Come to my apartment, see my etchings. Does work. No, no, let's go somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Claude Monet's, the Japanese, which was his own wife in a Japanese kimono. Mm. They had the same kimono, and you could pose in front of the painting and take a picture. And there was demonstrations against it. Now, on Japan today, Japan today is a... It's been bought news out, for, man. It's really it's a news form in Japan. Okay. No, it's been bought out by conservative Japanese media. All right. What? But Japan today. That's why all the crime stories are less weird now, man. Well, we're in for a I did, tough slough. I did see. I did see. Somebody <laughs> said that the protesters number two or three outside the Boston Museum of Fine Arts. But when they said about Facebook page, all this flood of people. Um, there were some Japanese names on there, uh, Japanese Americans, or Westerners. There were some Korean. There were some Chinese. But they're basically accusing people of, of this word, Orientalism. What the hell is that? That's wait, wait, they're like Orientalism, like taking advantage of like Oriental. It is like defaming Oriental culture like this. or something. I'm speaking Japanese now. That's I think I'm I think I'm a Japanese now. Bing bong bong. I know that song. <laughs> ah, uh, we all know that, huh? Maybe uh, you told yes. us about that. 
that about Burt Kresher, remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, it's your no. Now, okay, look, look at me, look at me, okay. I walk around in these. Yeah, that's I? Is this Orientalism? No, it is summertime in Japan, <laughs> and I spend all day working with God leather shoes. Damn sandals. This is a lot more comfortable. And I often wear a jimbe. Jimbe, for you who don't know, it's Jinbe's summer. Jimbe's are pretty comfortable. It's summer. It's, Max, not a kim, it's not a kimono. Max, but, mm. I'm appalled at your racism at this moment. Your Orientalism, Orientalism, Orient, how is it said? Orientalism. This Orientalism you are promoting. Is offending everyone. Every like, what the fuck, man? Um, it's right. absolutely ridiculous that people would think that just garbing yourself can I, can in a I, garment. Can I speak Italian here? Yeah, yeah. Bonkule. If you say no, no, we say this. <laughs> now, what's that? This means yeah. go jump in Lake Como, yeah, the deepest lake in Italy. Mm. Yeah. This means carry a heavy rock when you jump in Lake Como. <laughs> it means it's Italian way of saying fuck you. So, <laughs> that you that people would protest people wearing yeah. a simple garment yes. and it's not like it's not like they're posing in front of like a picture a painting of Osama bin Laden as he's being shot in the head and they're wearing like a turban and going <laughs> thumbs up like hey, hey awesome we fucked that guy allegedly but Dude, I thought you know, the tweets that you talked about last week were more offensive than people talking about like fucking whatchamacall wearing a kimono I think wearing a kimono like well, the whole thing about wearing a kimono is like it's beautiful, it's elegant, it's comfortable, it just looks nice. Kimonos are fucking awesome. And, well, okay, there's one negative thing about kimonos, they're fucking expensive. They're expensive, they're expensive. No. and they take a and, long and, time and to wear. And guys just don't understand kimono. Guys just foreigners. Oh, even this word. Why do you say gaijin instead of gaikokujin? Doesn't matter to me. Why not? Doesn't don't, matter. Just don't say the n-word. It doesn't matter. No. This is, this is a point. Because this is a, like this a, is lot a, of, point. a lot of people, I myself a lot take of an issue with gaijin and gaikokujin. I Why? myself do. Mm, it means the same thing. It's derogatory. No. That, you know, when people no. just say gaijin. No. Yeah, why, it why it not? was why derogatory, but I think now it's like less, but some people take it. It's like it's like how people say like, like fuck you, hey man, fuck okay. you, or okay. hey man, fuck this you. Word, this word, no this word, this word, people, I've been here 41 years. Yeah. I write books in Japanese. There, there's worse words for gaijin, right? No. Like, what are the worst words for gaijin? There aren't any. Oh, really? No. Then what are you going to say? Cocksucker's pretty bad. <laughs> no, we don't say that. No, really. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, we. Okay, we. I say we. I'm, I'm, I'm really mostly Japanese in my mind. Anyway, um, no, no, Japanese does not have foul language like that. We just don't. No. And um, gaijin, gaijin means foreigner. Gaikogonji means foreign country person. That's it. That's it. Uh, people come from the West. They want to find something wrong. They want to find a problem. And then they start screaming about it. That's very true. But, but is That's it how very, people very say very it though? True. Like, like for example, Oi, gaijin, omar wa kuchi unkoku style. If they say something okay, like yeah, that, okay, that's okay. bad. But if they say, Why did koko de gaijin? But, but if, they say, if they say, Oh, gaijin, those are, you know. I mean, they, are you going to really worry about some drunk guy in a bar that you meet that says something funny? No, actually, if they said something funny like that, I would love it. I'd probably no, get the guy I'm like, dude, about, that is fucking funny. Yeah, what I worry yeah, about is where the conversation's going to go. Like if I walk up to like a black dude and I'm like, hey bro, what's up? 
It's like, where's that conversation going to go? It's Wait, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> if, a, if a Japanese person comes to me and they say, Hey, Gaijima! I'm but like, have you where, ever had a situation where's where... This, where's this going? This okay. is this is the beginning of the conversation. Where is it gonna go? Wait, 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 Yo, bro, what's up, man? Wait, wait, I think we're what's off up, track. Holmes? We're off track. Yeah. We get so Korea. Yeah, let's go back to Korea. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to Korea. This whole guy just getting out way out of control. And no, actually, it doesn't really matter. When before we move on, why do, why do you think that there's no difference between the two? There isn't. Okay, then we're let's go back to Korea. Yes. Do you okay. want whiskey? Do you want a drink, dude? Oh, yeah, we're asking. Oh wait, you. is there somebody else here? I yeah, see you like here. We're some, some <laughs> oh shit, dude, we're doing the podcast, man. man. <laughs> What's we're up? We're in the middle of a podcast. We're in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, um, my lord, is it? Is it? Wait, wait is this, Our, this? This is not going to destroy my reputation as a, a serious British uh, person, uh, is it? It's not going to destroy my reputation as a being an American either. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, Freddy, can you take care I'm serious. Of that? I'm we're going to continue. Okay, dude, don't worry. This is not going to destroy uh, your reputation. My Koreans, you know the Koreans. Okay, let's talk about Koreans. Okay, we miss one, we're missing one person. Mm. Koreans now um, have gone overboard. And as I said, there's a Korean boom that they destroy with the comfort woman thing. Why are they screaming about this comfort woman issue so much? They really, really hate Japan. And they're jealous of Japan. And that's a great proof of this. Mm. All right, how many of you Americans out there who watch this? And you, okay, in your town, there's some massage parlor which offers sexual services. Its name is Tokyo, or it's Nagoya, or Osaka. It's Korean, folks. It's not Japanese. Well, same thing with the restaurants, too. Like, like sushi restaurants? Mm hmm Have you ever gone to a Japanese... I used to work in there. In, it, like, Detroit? Dude, I went to New Detroit. Oh, New York? Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking like... Oh, dude, all right, I got... I went to a... Like, I had this girlfriend and... Oh, God, I shouldn't tell this story. I had this girlfriend for, like, two years, right? And and I'm married now, different girl, right? Long time, long time ago, right? And so fucking like I like I, I thought I loved her and shit like that. I, I was I think I was smoking crack. I have no idea. So anyway, fucking uh, what you call it? Like I took her back to America and shit. I took her to like Michigan to like the Detroit area and shit like that, right? So we're there and stuff like that. And she's like, she's like after like two days, she goes, I need Japanese rice. I need Japanese rice. Fuck all these hamburger. <laughs> we weren't even eating hamburger, but anyway. So I'm like, okay, let's go to a Japanese restaurant. So I finally asked my mom, I'm like, okay, we gotta go to a Japanese restaurant. She needs Japanese food. She was freaking the fuck out, right? She was young. At that time, I was like 24, 25 and shit, and she was like younger, right? Of age. <laughs> anyway, so I take her to a Japanese restaurant and stuff, where everybody's Asian, right? She starts fucking shooting off Japanese, you know? Like, and no one spoke Japanese. Yeah, everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, they, they, they think, like, she's fucking, like, fucking with them and shit like that, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, uncomfortable um, situation. I did not get laid on that vacation. Well. Well, actually, I did. In New York, you know, I could walk into a place, and right within within two or three two or three seconds, I know it's Japanese or it's Chinese. Oh, uh, well, you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can yeah. pick up the vibe. And right away, boom. Before I even talk to someone, mm. and uh, yeah, and uh, but the, the Koreans, it's they've got a lot of um, prostitution in the United States. In fact, the greatest number of human trafficking in the United States: twenty-four percent of prostitutes from overseas come from Korea. No shit. It's twenty-four percent. Korea? Wait, Korea? South Korea? Yes. Whoa! Dude, so, I so now, ladies not. and gentlemen, we have all this screaming about Japan. Did all these nasty things in World War Two? And this World War II was 70 years ago now. 70 years ago. And um, Koreans are the greatest human traffickers in America. 
24%. It's 24%. Now, you can go NYPD. Are they trafficked through Korean agents? Yes. Or are they through Japanese Yakuza or what? The Japanese Yakuza do not do women in Japan, in America. They don't. The Japanese Yakuza only do finance and so forth. I know. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> Let's keep this shit friendly, boys. Yes, I, but I do know. Uh, my no, my second time was with the Army as an intelligence yeah. agent. They were with the Yakuza. Yeah? Yes, the American Army cooperates with the Yakuza. The American Army cooperates with the Yakuza? That, but that's since McCarthy. Well, I think they have to, since right? Because the Yakuza co- like, conducts like, most of like, the big business, I mean, behind the scenes and shit, right? That's the Army, not the Navy, as far as I know. Yeah. Okay, back to Korea. Back right. to Korea. I have some questions about MacArthur, actually. Let's do Korea first. Okay, uh, Korea. The Korean <laughs> process, Korea, the Koreans, Korea. the Koreans in America. Um, yes, they do do all their process, and they, they do have actual network, and it's kind of set up so girls are forced into it. Mm-hmm. And like it's how? Kind of, how? Okay, how are they it works like this. In Korea, people are encouraged to get credit cards, mm. and buy this and buy that, and there's a lot of that, and it's very easy because wages are very poor compared to Japan. And it's very easy to go over your ability to pay back. Mm-hmm. And Korea is really economically depressed. Right now even? Oh, sure it is. Sure it is. They're really screwed. Uh, they signed an FTA with America and they're really screwed. Ooh, that's... that's they're screwed. They're screwed. That's so, not a good thing. Yeah. Now, the little lady has gone and used her car to get this and that and the other. She can't pay for it. And she very quickly, someone comes up and says, well, there's a way to pay for it. That's how Japan was like fucking 15 years ago. Remember all those no loan advertisements and shit? Because like so many people were getting Which were actually done by Koreans and Koreans? Oh, because there's like tons of loans companies like back in the day. Now they're all gone and shit. Now there's no loan company like advertisements like cheap. And there's like no loan advertisements and shit. Well, I mean, those kind of Those kind of people, they they really do uh, deceptive conversations and try and lure people in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But this is a Korean. And one of my favorite stories, which, gosh, I can't find a link on the net, but I did read it once, is that there was a group of 24 girls and three guys and who got lost in a national park. This is in the state of Washington, United States. They were coming in from Canada. They are human smugglers. They're, they couldn't go through customs. They couldn't go through immigration. So they were, we got lost in the woods and they had to be rescued. And three guys and 24 girls. Oh, yes, really, this is... Uh, party of lost people and the girls were all in their 20s and 30s um, when 30s. they're in America yeah that's kind of old though for prostitutes early though. 30s oh, eh, well 30s looks like 20 anyways Americans will go for it yeah. and um, <laughs> it, it, but it, it, they, and they take their passports they take their passports they put them in a location they, they, they work in there for two or three weeks and move them on to somewhere else and the girls have no idea where they don't speak English they have no idea where they are and they're told by the Korean handlers, if you go to anyone and say you, what you're, what's happening, you'll be in prison. You're going to go to prison. Right. Your family will be, right? And um, it's, it's a whole scam, and it's going on now. So for all these Americans, feminists, and there's a certain, few certain people out there, Mindy Kotler, who I'm talking about, Whoa. who really writes bad things about Japan, if you really want to help combat Discrimination against women. Let's not talk about what Japan did 70 years ago. Let's talk about what Koreans are doing right now. Yeah. Right now. Uh, Japanese aren't doing it. The Japanese mafia does not do that. 
They're in finance. You, you, you very but, rarely find Japanese women being exploited, to be honest. Um, like, uh, it, if when I go to Thailand, I notice like a lot of like fifty or sixty year old large American or European or Canadian guys with very young. You, you, sometimes you see in Japan older guys that are Japanese on compensated dates with Japanese, but it mm. isn't quite as frequently. The only thing in America I could say I, I, is I about think that. Japanese women um, aren't very excited. No. It's, it's, I mean, okay, if you look at the pretty, New York. They're pretty well off. When I was in the United yeah. States, New York City, 20 years ago, I lived two years in New York, you could find advertisements like in the New York Times. Mm. Uh, not New York Times, excuse me, uh, the New Yorker, the New Yorker, the magazine, New Yorker. And yeah, the Japanese is a little different. <laughs> the Jap the, the, the magazine, the New Yorker. Yeah. And they would have um, well, even classifieds. The, the classifieds, and they would say like, "Sophisticated Japanese woman wants to meet nice American," you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There might be some individual girls pushing themselves, which could be kind of. But there's no organization. There's no forced route taking them there. The Koreans totally have this. This is an organization. This is a criminal syndicate. And um, I think in the future, in America, Korea, uh, American Homeland Security and the FBI are going to have some serious problems with Koreans. Serious. Why? Maybe they have it now. Do you think Why? they got it now? They oh, probably we do, do have it right? now. It's now. Okay. What Gentlemen. are the problems now, and what are the problems in the future? Okay, a few, about six months ago, a certain woman named Wendy Sherman. She's an officer of the State Department. She made a comment about Korea. And, well, she didn't say Korea. She didn't say China. And she said a certain comment that certain countries in Asia are making comments about Japan's conduct of the war for political gain. Within like a couple of weeks, the ambassador to South Korea of the United States of America was nearly killed. What? Yes. Yeah, that's right. I read about that on your blog. And yes. I remember that in the news as well, that they had, like, assassination attempts and stuff like that. Well, okay. Now, when you say that, when you say that, I'm a former member of the American Chamber of Commerce in Japan. And, yeah, I was trying to market myself as a master of ceremonies, market people stuff. I um, never really got any business in the American Chamber of Commerce. Why not? Well, it was not quite the right thing, and it's, it's difficult to only be a one person who can really do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I will say this about the American Chamber of Commerce in Japan. And I've said a lot of nasty things about Americans and so forth here in Japan. Some of the best Americans I ever met were the American Chamber of Commerce. Why? They speak Japanese. Oh. They understand Japan. Oh. They, okay, if I agree with their business, what they're doing or not, they do understand Japan, and they're, they're trying to do as a Japanese, uh, which is the proper way. And they do speak Japanese. And I met you should a lot respect of, local customs, right. whether they make sense I or not. I met a lot of decent people there, and I really enjoyed it. The thing is, it costs a lot of money. And my wife said, come on, you're in there as a social club, really. So... Uh, it's just a place of party, right? But what I did remember <laughs> is... Whenever, come on! Awesome. I mean, being in the American chamber, oftentimes the American ambassador would appear at some event. And whenever the American ambassador appeared... I mean, I had the right as a member to appear in any event. Mm -hmm. But if the American ambassador is going to be there, who am I bringing as a friend? It's, you have to check it out. Mm -hmm. it's, all, it's not anybody can just walk in and sit next to the ambassador. No, it's checked out. So in South Korea, what happened is we had an assassin 
who sat within like seven, eight meters. That's like, what, 12, 15 feet? Yeah. From the United States ambassador with a clear mo- rote of movement. The ambassador only had one or two security guards around. He wanted to be minimal, security, right? minimal. Yeah. And this guy moved fast and went for his throat. What was it, a knife? A knife. Oh, fuck, dude. That's, well, that's and what the Japanese guy got And he just tested. missed the cardioid artery. Shit. If he got that artery, the ambassador would have been dead. Oh, dude, dead. Once you get that, you're fucking... Even the snippet is fucking done. So much blood, the pressure and shit. Yeah. Blah, 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 you know? It spreads across the room. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've caught it before. And um, this, was, this was an ambassador <laughs> who had man. done his best. <laughs> this is an ambassador who had done his best to be a good ambassador <laughs> to South Korea. He named his... His son was born in South Korea, well, American kid, but his middle name was Korean. And he would, like, I'm exposed to Koreans, I'm going to meet Koreans. He'd walk his dog in the neighborhood, you know, and talk to people, and he did his best. Mm-hmm. And yet, the Koreans, because of one State Department official mightily, anonymously, criticizing like, South Korean Japan, which, when everyone says the world criticizes Japan, it comes down to two countries it's China and South Korea. I remember you telling me a, a while ago that the the whole comfort issue thing is a way for South Korea to attack the Japan um, America alliance. alliance. Yes, but it's basically done through China, who's acting oh, yes. passively. Mm-hmm. So yes. China is using Korea as an attack dog to kind of disenfranchise, to attempt to disenfranchise. So are you saying that China owns Korea? Yes. Okay. And then they, Ladies they, and gentlemen. Because China is famously passive. They, they love gentlemen. being passive. Ladies and gentlemen. Right? I but have they said, use Korea as a physical people, activity, though. right? Um, I've said right here today, and Americans are like screwballs and assholes. I've said it. <laughs> and as a former U.S. Marine, yes, I can attest to that. Well, okay, what kind of person joins the Marine Corps, or is forced to join the Marine Corps, is forced, I mean, a few. Yeah, I did like my uncles. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, when I was inter- when I was joining the Marine Corps, I was interviewed very seriously by my recruiting sergeant. If I smoked a joint, if I even touched a joint, I couldn't join the Marines. And in basic training, I remember asking one of my buddies, Joints are awesome. Why did you join the Marine Corps? Yeah, I was caught selling drugs, and um, the judge <laughs> had three years in jail or three years in the Marines. But see, what what do you ask of U.S. Marines? What does America ask of Marines? Defend the country. No. Oh, go I'm out swear. there and jump into some place and kill somebody in America's name. We don't know who they are, and maybe half of you won't come back. Mm. This is what America asks. I would not Marines. sign that contract. <laughs> well, that's what Marines are. It's yeah. what we do. It's what we do. Thank you very much. I have said a is lot. Is it justified? Is that role justified? Dude, it's like any soldier, even is Roman Marine, soldiers back in the, the day. Is the Marine role justified? Do you, but do you, all soldiers are the same. It goes well, back let me say to this. the Romans. Let even me beyond say this. the Romans. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me say this. Yeah. It's beer here. It's beer here. You want it in a glass? I'll pour it for you. It's up to you. I'm not that civilized. I'm a Marine. <laughs> Dude, we're drinking beers in cans, man. We're stepping up. Man, I'm just trying to respect. Like a black man. <laughs> Talking. <laughs> okay. About the Marines and so forth, what we do. Sometimes it's necessary. <laughs> that was force is sorry, necessary. Simply that America has that force is necessary. Now I'm a Japanese. This is my country. 
but I do come from America. And my goal in future life is make sure that Japan has its own Marine Corps. Mm. Oh. There are people working on this. Do you think that will ever happen? It's already started. It's already started. Japan's already got a... Well, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me, I, I've been quiet. I've been, I'm going to absorb it. I'm fascinated by you talk, Max, I, I always love your conversations. Me too. Like, every time I've talked to you, every time you come into, like, Gamuso and shit, we're in Gamuso, by the way. Fucking every time you come in and stuff, I am so fucking happy. I'm like, yes! Now I can have a fucking awesome conversation. Now, yeah. fucking, your wife comes in with us into heavy metal and shit. I'm like, yeah, the heavy metal, awesome yes, conversation. My wife is a headbanger. It's yeah, always she, a, she loves it. Yeah. a spiral of, of thought. Yeah, it's that always, no, has I've been quiet. At, so at the time, at this time, yeah. it's about uh, a battalion uh, size to regimental size. Yeah. Which Japan is working to make a, a, a Japanese Marine Corps. Is it Abe? Is it Abe? Do you no, it's, it's the military itself. It's the military itself. Dude, who controls who in that kind of a situation? Is it Abe controls the military? Does the, the military control Abe? That, you know, okay, let me tell you what I guess. Guess. Okay, good. I'm guessing. Um, Abe does not really control the military. No. No? Oh, yeah, it's certain ideas and suggests. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He's a politician. And, um, uh, the, but the military is moving on its own. It's moving on its own? Japanese military is independent from the government. No, no, no. No, no, no. From the from the, the, the mainstream on as TV government. Developing um, that sort of thing. Well, it's like in America. Presidents inherit policies from previous presidents. Uh, oh, dude, yeah. Fucking Obama's got shit from fucking Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I've switched to Republican voting over Obama's relationship with China and Korea. Really? To be honest and shit, I think they're all the fucking same. Republicans and Democrats right now, they're fucking... What's the di- fucking difference? What's the difference? It's just a fucking different name. I'm like, um, yeah, yeah, Smith or Johnson. As um, a Canadian yeah, living whatever. abroad, I prefer non-conservative presidents these days in general. Well... Yeah, it, it affects my life. But, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, now you have to understand that now America, we've got this establishment of two royal families. The Clintons and the Bushes. Oh, yeah, yeah so but they, they fucking overlap to a degree because fucking George Bush always, uh, George Bush Senior has fucking lunch with fucking like Bill Clinton like once a month or some shit. I've heard that get like and George, fucking Clinton still ha- not Clinton but Bush George Bush Senior still has con- con- extreme connections over the fucking CIA. But I don't okay. even know what that means. The only so. thing that the those those uh, Republican heads and uh, conservative uh, uh, heads have uh, they're jealous over the Saudis about is that the Saudis get to wear robes. Really? <laughs> they get right. robes. <laughs> get <laughs> fucking <laughs> neckties. How, how much more time do we have? We got uh, lots, man. Lots, tons. Whatever well, you want. Well, um, can I go a little different place? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. That America's in trouble. All right. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Let's do that shit. Wait, do you, want, do you guys want to take a piss first or something? Yeah, let's take a, break? take a little dude, bathroom like, break. Like, let's take we only have like one, two, three. Dude, we only have fucking three beers left. Dude, we've drank like fucking one, well, we, two, we, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, lot, eight uh, nine, ten. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am a serious historian. This is a serious conversation. Absolutely. So come back later. That's right. All right. So, faders, we're going to hit up some commercials and we'll be back for the flip side. Peace. Peace. When I want to save money and drink better beer... 
I go down to Mitsuya Liquors in Tokyo, Minami Asagaya. Why? They got over 300 types of beer from across the world and from around Japan. They got IPAs, Pale Ales, Pilsners. It's a beautiful thing. And if you want something else, they got it. They got a fine selection of Napa Valley wines, Japanese sake, and shochu. And you can take all those puppies into the back and drink them there, which means that you're saving money by drinking at liquor store prices in a social environment. So fade on and save. Mitsuya Liquors in Minami Asagaya. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Or um, make a cell phone call. And I had a look at this woman. She's really dressed sexily. Mm-hmm. I really seriously don't think the Americans send a helicopter to your house just because you send an email. <laughs> America does a lot of things. Put on some yes. pants, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just do a little whiskey top up, just a little bit. Okay, right, I'll do a little whiskey top up. I'm fucking. Are we up. live now? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're live. on. Okay. Hey, okay, here we go. Uh, Matt, you had a few questions now. Yes, I, I did. The questions are because the thing is, is that with these uh, long extended conversations it's mm. important not to repeat the same right we don't want to go off into strange worlds and ladies and gentlemen i have not seen elvis and no i do not believe there's a secret ufo base under denver airport yeah we got that straight are you serious Why not, man what about all but the weird art wait there's tons of ufos though ufo bases underneath the u.s it's not under denver airport I would think Got that it. if there's a secret UFO base, it would be somewhere in the Pacific where they could launch out of it very secretly. I don't see why they're not in the Detroit salt mines, which are underneath, underneath Detroit. There's like fucking these huge fucking salt mines the size of like fucking 10 times. Well, Detroit's actually, the city limits are fucking huge. But I mean, fucking like, I mean, look at these huge salt mines. Dude, aliens, go there. They're, they're empty. <laughs> Welcome to the second half of Gafeta Japan with yes. our interview with Max. Max. 
And we're drinking whiskey. Now we're, we're high we're on class, the single bitches. We're on the Taketsuru. We are getting in deep. We're now, deep. because Max has been here for quite a while, 41 years? 41 years. years. Uh, I wanted to know about thoughts about World War II, okay. the ending, and the narrative, and the lies that were told. And before I want your answer, the reason why I'm asking is because... The, the the treaty was signed on like a ship that wasn't even in Japan. It was on the Ma- it was on the Matthew Perry, not the Friends guy, but the Commodore Matthew Perry flag, which many consider as an illegal flag that might that might be white on the other side or something like that to to mean that it's like uh, some sort of pirate flag or something. I don't know, but. What do you think about the ending of World War II and the narrative that has been taught to us and the lies therein? Mm. All right. Well, the ending of World War II, of course, um, it didn't end at the surrender. I mean, uh, Russia still fought on until the middle of September. That's right. And um, uh, a lot of propaganda in America now is coming up. And it's not only me. It's, uh, it's another American in Japan, Ken Gilbert, who's putting this out. Uh, which is really coming. The War Guild Information Program that makes Japan is all bad and America is all great and so forth. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, World War II was a nasty war. Mm. And it was. It was a race war. And in American side, it was a mistaken war, which I write in my book, the reasons for. Uh, the American government, the Roosevelt administration, provoked Japan. This is truth. I've heard that the island of Hawaii, the mm. royalty reached out to Japan to help them fight against American imperialism. And that, really? Uh, yeah. This and, and may, okay, 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 and okay, that, okay, okay. And that, and that, and that, and that uh, Japan came to their defense. Mm, mm. Wow. Not exactly quite, but you're kind of close. Uh, what happened was, it was a coup d'etat by American um, businessmen. The United States government never knew how Hawaii was taken in America. Uh, simply, Marines were taking off warships and uh, just disposed the Queen. Chicken out, let's go in that service. Mm-hmm. Go for it. And uh, this was uh, back in 1890, uh, something like that. And Japan did send some warships because Japan had 20,000 some laborers. There were only 2,000 Americans in Kauai at the time. It was a coup that America, and America became an imperial power, which I've never been in favor of the United States as an imperial power. It's not. American, it's in my not, mind. It's in the reason why it exists is to not be that. And uh, for the for the war against Japan, a lot of the reason why it happened was because of American position in the Philippines. America has an empire in the Philippines. It must yeah. be defended. Yeah. And uh, then we're going to fight against Japan and all this kind of stuff. And Americans, of course, do propaganda. Uh, Japan's bad, bad, bad. And most American propaganda is wrong. And a lot of Americans, you ask them about World War II, they go back to Japanese propaganda, I mean, not Japanese, excuse me, American, of that time, and they just quote it vertebram, and they don't know anything about Japan, and they quote American propaganda, and things are not progressing. And this is why we have issues like the comfort woman issue, and so, by the way, did you know that Americans had comfort women also? Everyone did, man. The American system had uh, in Hawaii. Yeah, well, you, you, what, what's the difference between a comfort woman and going into a brothel district? For it was a, for a hand job, even it, right now. Well, it was sponsored by the United States government. Yeah, this was in Hawaii. 
two to three hundred to five hundred prostitutes at one time were sponsored by the Navy, the government territory of Hawaii, and the Hawaiian police. And the idea was to keep the sailors out of the proper residential districts. Okay, end of World War II. Now you want to go back there. Um, I've also heard that, like, after World War II, when the Japanese people learned that, the Japanese elite learned that a lot of uh, sailors and military people would be coming into Japan, um, those elite people did not want American soldiers fucking the elite women. So they hired uh, like a kind of protective barrier. It was of um, regular a recreation core of like, like, like yes, yes. Y- y- you hire up a barrier so that you protect your own kind, and that right. those ladies lower and class gentlemen people in the net. get fucked by the ladies, incumbent soldiers. Ladies and gentlemen, the net, I am sorry to say, um, especially Americans in uniform overseas are sex maniacs. They just are, and um, even the UN guys, man. You and well, we're talking minutes. about humans, and yeah, we are. I'm, I'm okay. When I when I sound like I'm really criticizing Americans, you want to go abroad and get people. laid. This is what happens. So uh, systems were created to deal with this, and in my mind, it's okay. The best possible solution. It's not ideal. It's not moral. It's not uh, what people like, but it's what happened. Uh, World War Two, the end, and really, America did not win World War Two. Who did? America. Russia. Why? All right. Why did Russia win two, World War very II? Very two interesting facts. Uh, when American and British invaded Normandy in uh, 1944 in France. Okay. And uh, it was it was three months to break out of the Normandy area. A really hard fight. 80% of the German army was in the east. Ah. Facing Russia. Right. Now... What a lot of people really, 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 really don't know is after Stalingrad, there was a serious battle uh, near Kharkov in Ukraine. My goodness, you have a problem. Oh. And um, <laughs> a German general by the name of Erich von Manstein dealt what was called a backhand blow and really seriously devastated the Soviet armies. What? Des- and the destroyed Soviet armies? Yes, and destroyed some of their best troops. Wait, within Russia or within Germany? It was within Ukraine. The- Oh, in, okay. in, in, 19, in early 1943. By the now, way, thank yeah. you for saying Ukraine and not the Ukraine. That's an important okay. fucking thing to say. Um, I'll, 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 I'll tell you why America's in Ukraine right now. After yeah. that. Um, at that time... That shit's scary, man. Uh, at that time... That is scary. At that time, uh, since early 1943 to the middle of 1943, there were peace negotiations between the Soviet Union and Germany. Which not many people know. Between when and when? When one more time? Early nineteen forty three, like February or March or so forth. Yeah, forty three? Yes. Till Wait a second. Forty three of the same year. Wait, 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 Russia and Germany were allies until like forty two, right? Yeah. And then Germany invaded. Was it forty one? And then Germany just well Hitler said fuck it and fucking invaded uh uh Russia for like what, two years? And then after that they had peace? No, negotiations. Oh, negotiations for peace. This is after Stalingrad. Yeah. And at Stalingrad, the Germans lost the Sixth Army. Yeah. But in the battle, there was two or three battles in the eastern Ukraine hmm. and the Kharkov area. Hmm. And the German general managed to seriously wipe out the Soviet army. Really? Some of their best troops. Stalin wanted to go forward and forward and forward. 
They ran out of gas, and the German Panzers just came up and ran and just shot the shit out of them. Oh. So, so uh, how does it, that have to do with the end of the World War II? Well, 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 well. And there was, the narrative there, there, was, there was peace negotiation between the Soviet Union and Germany for about six months. Hmm. Uh, the Germans were saying, we want to freeze the lines they are now. And the Soviets says, no, back to pre-war borders. Hmm. But in the summertime, Germany attacked at Kursk, where the, German, where the Soviets had a big bridgehead. Ikertsk? Kursk. Kursk. North of Moscow, right? No, south, 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 south. Well, I thought they were going towards Kursk. north of Moscow. Uh, this is 1943. 1943. Oh, so it was like before that. Okay. okay after that. And oh, the German tank forces, tank forces were totally annihilated. And that time, Russia became confident that they could win. Hmm. Now, the end of the war. Um, at, if those peace negotiations had succeeded, when America would try and invade Normandy in 1944, they would be facing at least another, what, couple hundred German divisions. No uh, way they'd succeed. Dude, that would be like fucking like, like what? Like, like 500,000 people? If that, maybe, maybe more and shit? Dude. No way they'd succeed. No, 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 because they barely succeeded. If, even if you watch Saving Private Ryan, after they broke ranks and shit and fucking like, Reach fucking these small little French towns and like, all right, we're gonna get fucking Ryan, dude. Fucking, they're they're still like so outgunned on land and shit and stuff. You know, they're they're fucked, right? And if, really, if you, if you if you and I and I agree, if you take the performance of troops compared to American, German, Japanese, Germans are the best all through the war. Even in, all yeah. things equal. Now, okay, that's um, true. That's, that's true. And um, Germans. Now, why did Japan surrender? Why did Japan surrender? Uh, well, Americans always say they had bombs. They, but no, it was the Russian people coming. Like, but there's one idea that um, Japan had a nuclear bomb project. Going. Uh, I don't really. No, agree. Japan really? never really? had that. No, but they had it. But then they went. Russia, when, uh, when, uh, when, Germany when, might when, have. When the forces came, they moved it up to North Korea. I've read that. And then I there's like. Don't really agree. The, and then the North, then the Russians came down and stole all those secrets and moved away. Uh, and then the Russians kept on coming through Japan. So Japan had lost its nuclear bomb program. And then America nuked it the Russians, in order to stop Japan, in order to stop Russia from no, aggressing. No, 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 that's excuse me. America nuked. Yeah, that's a lot of far stuff. Really? Uh, it, be, because yeah. the Russians were never into North Korea until after the surrender. They swept in at the end and they took those islands, the Kuril Islands. That's not in Korea. But it's very close. No. So you still have a lot of <laughs> military <laughs> occupation nearby. There, there wasn't really that much. Really? Really, no. There was a division at Paramashiro, otherwise there were a couple of detachments, but that was it. Mm. Japan had constant troops in the So Congo. then what is it, what is it, what is it, what is it? No, really, um, Japan wanted to fight a big battle and really bloody America's nose and that was to be southern Kyushu why did they surrender why well, did Japan surrender if it wasn't for Japan, the Russian invasion okay, Japan and wanted, wanted one big win before then negotiated surrender ah well okay yeah yeah sure okay. that would make sense like right. what would be the big win then Kyushu Kyushu? Japan? What, 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 why Kyushu? Kyushu's kind of like, like west it's, and south, though. Wait, 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 w
really smash America and America, you can't go any farther. And the plan was actually mm. to use the diplomatic offices of the Soviet Union to negotiate with the West. Uh, use them to do their fucking Because it's work. about the oh, only shit. only major power that was not at war with Japan huh. uh, three months before the end. Yeah. Four months before the end. Now, the forces that Japan had to defend Kyushu, yeah, they probably would have won. Hmm. They probably would have won. They also had an awful lot of kamikaze. They did. And I've also heard that even though there was a lot of civilian casualties based off of the nuclear bombs, the fact that maybe perhaps that a lot of the manufacturing hubs were based underground weren't actually that affected. No, no, Japan didn't have any manufacturing hubs anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, not, not like, like, under, like, deep basement no, no, factories? No. Okay, like, here we're in Japan, we're in Tokyo. Now, west of Tokyo is a place called Mount Takao, which is a World Heritage Site. Mount Takao does... Mount Takao is a World Heritage Site? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And there are tunnels inside there. And I missed that day in my foreign talent officing. There are tunnels way deep in there, and there are even aircraft still there. What? Yes. Dude. Old World War II aircrafts are still there. Yeah. I would love to Me fucking see that too, shit. Man. I would love to. Um, getting in is a problem. I don't, I don't know access inside, <laughs> and it's a lot of it's private land. It's harder to get into. It's impossible for us. Hmm. They're like, oh, you guys are the guy fitted Japan guys? I don't know, we're just drunk. <laughs> we no just way. go in like, um, I would suggest like giving a tour to I would retards. suggest going in sober. I would suggest going in sober. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Because those things can be dangerous. I was, I've been in some fortifications in the Mira Peninsula. I've been in Oh, from like, like from the 1940s? Yeah. Dude, they must be fucking falling apart. Like the ceiling must be fucking crushing the airplanes Well, well I went in and I went in, I went in the gun emplacement and um, there's three gun emplacements, they're all connected. And there's like a headquarters room inside. And I had a flashlight. And okay. They gave I mean, you a flashlight? They're like, here you go. Well done. Here's a ticket. Just had a flashlight. And I got in, and the ceiling had, you could see there's some kind of gas. <clears throat> oh no, it was all like blurry and fuzzy and shit. Uh, it was like there was like a cloud all along the ceiling. And I got in this room, this big room in the middle. Was it a cloud? Yeah. And it's like some kind of gas, and I thought, my gosh, I'm not going to stay in here. I'm not going to breathe this air. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, I was out of there. Mysterious gas inside of a cave? Yeah. It's unusual, because really? like, usually governments, like, fucking, like, flood. Like, fucking, like, all the Nazi caves and shit in Switzerland, they flooded everything. And then fucking, like, even a mouth, well, off or whatever. I mean, this, like, is, this is not any government control or anything. It's just been sitting there for years and ignored. And it just leaked and shit. Oh, okay. But, um... I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. it doesn't make sense. It's, they're gassing the place. <laughs> so keep on pumping the gas. I mean, really, this is a serious reason why Japan surrendered was not the atom bombs. Yeah, it was the Russians coming in on the war. That's right. And um, okay, after this, but we, the, the atom bombs were planted to divert the Russians, right? Like to tell the Russians, all right, all right. Okay. Oh, fuck yourselves. We got the bomb. Good luck coming this way because we got. Uh, you know, if okay. you come down this island chain, we got some more heading over your fucking capital city. You know, I really think why America used the bomb. Why? Because they built it. They wanted to use it. If you got it. Yeah. Uh, and it was like this: by 1943, you got the first, in your the first reason for building the bomb was against Germany. Well, Germany's going to build a bomb. We should build a bomb. Yeah. Americans. Now, also, I said all right. That. By 1943, they really understood. Germany wasn't going to make it. Um, so many scientists are actually Jews. They escaped the West. Uh, they knew the uh, 
how far the German program was, which wasn't very far. And um, they finally had a nuclear reaction in Chicago, in Chicago where I was born. And this is in 1943. And by then people were saying, well, we don't really need this against Germany. But we spent all this money. Wow. Well, we got it. Well, well we got China, Japan. And of and course, back then, Japanese weren't Japanese. They were Japs. Right? They, they were uh, inferior. It was like... It, um, it, it and there's would, a lot of propaganda. Like, there's like, a lot... There's a lot of propaganda in Japan. It would be like stabbing a Neanderthal as opposed to stabbing your mother. Well, there's a lot of propaganda in Japan by communists and so forth <laughs> that America would not use the bomb against Germans because they're white, Caucasian, and America's yeah. very German. I'm, right. I'm ethnic German. And you got those IBM interests. You don't want to disrupt that. Um, no. The truth, is, the truth is that the bomb simply wasn't developed in time for Germany surrender. Germany surrendered before it could be used. And finally, a couple of them were built. Japan was still fighting on, so they were dropped in Japan. And to divert, yeah, I think so. No, no. It was well, a strategic move, right? It was strategic. Well, and um, in any case, uh, it was Japan. It was Russian entry into war, which really convinced Japan to surrender, not American power. Well, American power. What's what's your take on the Kirill Islands? Mm -hmm. Are they Japanese or are they Russia? You know, is it wartime gains or is I it? I have seen. I have seen on a map. By the way, the Kirill Islands are on uh, Which, between Sakhalin or Sahalin. Uh, Kamchatka. Kamchatka. The Kamchatka. There's about four tiny little islands. No, there's about thirty. Thirty that Russia seized as they uh, were entering. Uh, mama, mama, mama. Japan had all the way up to the Kamchatka Peninsula. Before the war. Well, yeah, they had half of the Sakhalin, Sakhalin. And half of Sakhalin. Yeah. Now, the Kirillians, the Kirillians, there is a line, I've seen on a map, earlier than the earlier than Russian-Japanese war, that was in the middle. And at that time, there were very few Russians there, or anybody. Um, but Japan took the whole thing over all the way to Kamchatka after the Russian-Japanese War of 1905-1906. The Kamchatka Peninsula is the far easternmost mm -hmm. part of Russia that kind of faces Alaska. And has a, the, the a large port Strait. called Petrofavlovsk, yeah. which really doesn't have any roads going anywhere because there's really nowhere to drive a car from there. Good luck driving. Um, you, and, you need some massive fucking trucks. Yes. Um, and this is the Russian Far East. Okay. Uh, after the um, World War II, of course, Russia made the whole thing. Right. Took them all back. Right. And was going for Hokkaido. Yeah. Was of going course, for Hokkaido. Man. Yeah. And they would have landed in Hokkaido if it hadn't been for Japan surrendering and. Uh, no. General MacArthur. Why MacArthur? Well, he told the Russians, go back. That's it? That's it. Go and back or, or, or. Well, he had this the huge American Navy. Uh, Russia had no navy. I guess so. That makes a lot of sense. In the, the Far East? The American Navy. And the, the American Navy was so battle trained at the time from going across the Pacific and losing, facing mm. the kamikaze. They've just defeated this great fucking navy. Russia really, of did, Japan. In, in the Far East, did not have a navy. Yeah, and, and Russian, Russian navy fleets, no credit whatsoever. Yeah. Fuck you! You're worse than the Germans. Wow. Uh, the Germans were okay, but nothing against the British at the time. And good luck these days. Let's face it. Uh, okay. At the same um, time, at the Battle of Jutland. You know. So okay. like, at the end of World War II, the Russian Navy in the Far East was 
maybe a couple of cruisers and destroyers and a few yeah. submarines. And then you're facing the fucking Americans coming no, up. No, af- no, 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 what no, are you facing? Gonna it's what just you... not going to work. It's just not going to work. What are you facing? What do you mean? What do you? I mean, America had a huge fleet. It yeah, just wasn't going to work. It's just not going to work. So, so they surrendered based on Navy power, not not on nuclear power. The Russians just gave up for that. Yeah, that's, 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 that's it. Based on Navy. Yes. Navy surrendered. Well, they didn't. It was Rus- a na- okay. naval. It the Russians, was a nuclear. The Russians didn't surrender. No, there's still the ticking. We're st- we're in Japan, and there's Russia right over there, yeah. and we're still technically at war. There's there's never been no, a because no, of those Kirill Islands. Oh, it's just it's not war. It's just not solved. It's not solved. Okay, sure. So we're not technically at peace. No. Um, it's an irritant. Personally, I think the Kurils just make them um, a free trade zone. It's a political move where one leader can move towards in time to election. I mean, in Japan, okay, now I have a lot of There's Japanese lot friends of in the right wing and so forth. But the truth is, I really don't think it's an important issue. Uh, and I really think Japan should be close friends with Russia. And um, the whole thing is, um, what am I going to do as a Japanese leader, if I'm a Japanese leader? I am going to go there and say, hey, Mikhail you got to go back to Kiev, your ancestral homeland. And he says, but my grandfather came from Kiev. I've never been to Kiev. That's not a good thing, you know. And if we really annex the islands back, these kids that live there, they're not going to stay up in Kunoshiro. They're going to come down to Tokyo. The girls are going to be prostitutes. The guys are going to be thieves. I'm not politically correct. I'm not politically correct. I hate <laughs> you don't want to be politically correct. I don't want to be politically I, correct at all. When I was 14, I heard about politically correctness. And I understand not being a dick, but I also understand that double speak is essentially politically correctness. Um, I just read something often Post the other day that in the United States of America in California, in a wedding, you can only use the word husband and wife. What? Because it's, it's prejudicial against gay marriage. So yeah, well, you need to understand that there's yeah, a, there's never at met least, some of my gay friends. I got a, some gay friends that seem like wives. Totally. There's at least twelve genders listening to us right now. Actually, you know what? That's right, dude. We're like really big in the fucking transgender like market for some oh, reason. Yeah. Where, where? All right. If, if, 12, that's true, 12 if that's true, if that's true, no, no, we had a trans, uh, no, a uh, cross. Tra- was he no, there was a dude trans- who did. Drag. All right. A gay dude that did no, drag. No, he was so a gay dude that did drag. Can I advertise? So you can totally advertise. This is my first published book. Mm. But I do have a novel. I, I'm not gay. I'm totally straight. Yeah. But I do have a gay love story that I've written. What? Really? <laughs> a book. A book. <laughs> Tremendous. Really? And it's not, just, it's not just a gay love but story. But like a North Korean gay dude that loves like a... How did you know? Shut up. Shut up. Uh, really? Yes, Really? The title of the book is called One Song Weeping. Now, One, one Song, song is... Uh, Dude, that sounds like a breaking dish. I would love to have some One Song Weeping. Who yeah, wants some One Song Weeping? It's, it's on <laughs> the <laughs> east coast of North Korea. And the story is that this is Kim Jong-il and a Kurita. There's a general takes over, Lee Sang-jo. I remember the general's name. Now, he wants to attract foreign investment. Yeah. So he wants foreigners to come in as tourists. Mm. And he allows... Gays to exist, and there's a gay bar in one song. It's called Kittens, and this American—I don't know what's his name—I forget the American guy's name—comes in and meets these North Korean gay guys. Yeah. And um, I didn't make some mistakes. I mean, when I was, I was in New York, and I was working in restaurants, and I had a lot of gay friends, a lot of gay friends. It's my challenge to write a gay love story. So 
A North uh, Korean gay story. A North Korean, American and North Korean. I was first going to make an American guy and North Korean girl. How cliche. But that's just, just too, how cliche. But you got a friend that has a North Korean ex-husband. I was talking about okay. that. No, this oh, is yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, right. But I, I, did, I did make some cultural mistakes. <laughs> I did make some cultural mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I have my, my American walking into the gay bar, <laughs> and they're playing Jimi Hendrix, Hey Joe. And my American friends looked at this and says, Max, Max, Max. We don't listen to that. If you want to have real music in a gay bar, you've got to have Donna Summer or Village People. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said, hey, Joe, dude, you're so not gay to put that one on. But dude, Jimi Hendrix experienced the whole album. Yeah, I do that totally. Yeah, gay So, like that. I mean, but I'm having I mean, a deja vu right now. I have this story, and I have this American, really? Oof, American guy. Yeah? Falls in love with a Korean guy, North Korean guy. Uh. And it turns out that the North Korean guy's father. Is a colonel in their special forces, and freaks out when he finds his son's gay and shoots him dead. Whoa! And, shit. Um, Wait, you just you just said the ending. This no, it's not the ending. Story. Oh, he comes back to life like as a zombie or something. Mm-hmm. Gay zombie. <laughs> like, oh, I still like the dick. Well, then no, no, the American guy <laughs> goes to North Korea. Zombie. He yeah. goes to North Korea, and it's done like <laughs> this is done. It's done like Chaucer's, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. I almost right. said Japanese, called Mono Canterbury Mono And there's various tales. There's a farmer's tale, yeah. there's a soldier's tale, um, there's a prisoner's tale. Ugh. And they all tell their stories and trying to tell what life is like in North Korea. Oh, shit. And half of them are gay. Why are they gay? Because I'm not gay and I'm, an, I'm a writer. And it's so, so it's dif- more difficult to write as a gay person than it is to write Well, as no, straight. it's a challenge. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It was a challenge. I have train. a question. I've never, of course, this has never been published. But I have a question. Is what, it like what, Flowers what is, for Ardington? Where like, do you is, fucking write as a retard? No, what is gay sex like in North Korea? I have no idea. But, but I but, live but, in South Korea. And in South Korea, that was three years ago, there were, I was teaching in English school. And there was rumors about one teacher that he was gay. Yeah. But in South Korea, in Korea, it's just totally a non-subject. Don't bring it up. Don't say, don't, don't talk, don't, don't talk, don't, don't, don't speak secrets, don't, don't fag, secret. don't fag. But, um, I've read things certain, since then, and <laughs> I've read the things since then. That's the policy. It's essentially what it means. I've read things on the net since then. There is a gay culture existing in Itaewon and Seoul. Itaewon is the, oh, um, Seoul? the old gaijin, the old, okay, gaijin, uh, Uyghurism in Korean. Um, the American, the foreigner, Whorehouse area was where uh, all the troops went. In oh, Taiwan. Uh, Hooker Hill. Yeah. Oh, Hooker Hill. Yeah. In Taiwan, and there is a gay there is a gay bar culture there now. There is. I've been there. I went to. I went there. I once. lived there. Oh really? There's a hill. Where did you live there? there? But you're like you're walking I up the street, right? Seventies. Yeah. You walk. Dude, that's awesome, dude. Well, it wasn't dude, a whorehouse exactly. I bet the exactly. bushes were like fucking like afros, like this big. Like, but you're like you're like. It wasn't exactly, but all the all the girls there it was it was a family lived in the house. And there was um, little rooms. They were either students or prostitutes. And so, I, I lived there with a girl. I, I, oh, really? I went there like five years ago. Yeah, I think. but the, and you would, the fucking you would, bushes must have been there. You walked up the hill and like, you would just be walking up this hill and like this door would open. And it would some never girl end. They just keep on walking with all these prostitutes. Would, would be like, and you'd say no and you'd walk on. But eventually, what I, I read the entire novel of Soseki... That's me. Of the miner, mm. all, all on that hill that night, 
and I would take occasional breaks and I would walk up this hill and this guy would he joined me and he would take these canned coffees and he would drink them and throw them at cabs and run away whoa this is a what kind yeah. of person a foreigner 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 and then like he would he would like run away and then like, this black dude came up to me and he sat down and I was reading this Soseki Natsume novel in his whorehouse area what and I would be like dude what should I do should I leave and he'd be like, yeah. yeah you should leave and yeah, I, I looked at him and I said I'm not leaving you know why because I'm fucking innocent and I stayed and I read my Soseki. <laughs> I read my Soseki all night on that bench. And then this weird Korean girl came up to me and she sat down next to me. I'm she's like, oh, she's like, Sarah. My name is Sarah. Your name is not Sarah. What's your real name? She's like, Cheng Chong Wok and Wok. I'm like, okay, Sarah, how's it going? And we talked. I talked to Sarah forever, and we're just chatting. And I would, I would kind of punch her like this. She's like, "I'm so shy." And this other dude came up, and he started offering her gifts. Like, here's a gift. I have shoes. We went to the we went to the station together, and she was trying to go back with me, but I didn't want to go back with her. Yeah, I don't have and any then, shoes. And then she went off with that guy, who gave her the fucking ice cream. Um, ice cream. Yeah. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. These kind of areas have a lot of people who have problems in their life. They're there, and um, they. I was just trying to read my Soseki Natsume. They do the best yeah, they can in the whorehouse area of fucking Seoul. They do the best they can, and it's it's an area of Seoul, and it's. By the way, the miners are rare copy. I had to pay almost twenty dollars. I am. Um, I haven't been there for coffee. thirty-eight years. I've been there ever. It's probably a lot different than now. <laughs> Um, when I was With there, that guy that threw the can, the kind of coffee at the taxi cab, we would walk up the streets together, and these random doors would open, and these girls would wonder, come in, come in. We would say no, and this guy would just be like, he was from Ottawa. He'd be like, look at those tits, look at those tits. They would close, and we'd walk on. What a dick. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what the area is. Yeah, so it it's a whorehouse, man. It's like yeah. in Amsterdam. You walk around Amsterdam and shit. They got all the chicks in the windows, and that everybody just gawks. Yeah, I feel sorry for those girls because those girls, ninety-nine percent of the time, people are just gawking. Only one percent of the time is business. Well, but that's what they do. Well, that's, that's what, what they, they do. do. Well, I guess they get paid pretty well. And I mean, I mean, I think the Europeans are the best whole idea about the whole thing. And the mentality of it, or and see, and, and if we have any saying. What everyone screamed about the Japanese system in World War II, the Compromise Woman, all that kind of thing. It was very well run. With the prostitution? Yes. Yeah. The girls were taken care of. They weren't threatened. They were taken care of for disease and so forth. They were examined and treated if they got a disease. It was very well run. And now in America, in America, you're American, right? I hope so. I, I'm I, Canadian. I'm a, I'm a Canadian. You're Canadian. I'm Canadian. I have a very different uh, perspective. I am. Um, all right. In America, we like to say there's no prostitution. No, we don't. We, we don't forgive prostitution. It's there now. When I lived in New York 20 years ago, I heard about. I think it's 12th Avenue. It's way on the west side of Manhattan. I, I never went there, but I heard like in February you can go there. February in New York City is cold. It's cold. It's like um, I grew up in Wisconsin. There's no prostitutes anywhere. They're there. They're in their lingerie and flashing themselves. In the minus like twenty degrees Fahrenheit or something. Dude, those nipples must have at that this time day. it doesn't matter. And they have pimps that keep them on drugs, and uh, the girls are abused. 
the girls are run by nasty people. Yeah, and right. once they get in life, now in Europe, now in Europe, yeah, I mean, a woman is protected in, in Australia also. It's 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 run by the government, really. Oh, really? It is. The, the, the Prostitution like is run by the government. Yes, it's government-approved brothels. Wow. And the Koreans are getting busted in Australia for running non-government-approved brothels. And they oh, they keep on busting us. <laughs> well, but you see. And I think now a lot of people are going to scream, a lot of feminists are going to scream at me. Yeah. And they're going to say, no, men shouldn't do this, men should change the way they think. Ladies and gentlemen, we are products of 100,000 years of biology. I mean, and a million? Yeah, we're not the product of your fucking you know, interpretation of a master's degree. It's Get just not going to change in two or three weeks as you might want. And really, the best thing is to have the government involved. Make sure the criminal elements, criminal elements do not exist and keep it well run. Dude, I've always thought prostitution should be legal just because, I mean, think about like, like all the people that can't, the, most of the people that commit crimes are the ones that fucking can't get it, you know? And fucking, they're in like fucking like, like states or places where they can't fucking get it and shit like that. Think about like the fucking like the, the, the people that are disfigured, the handicapped, the, the mentally handicapped, and fucking mm. like people that have emotional problems and shit like that or whatever. Dude, if you fucking like, like fucking say no, you you can't have sex, and fucking guess what? All the girls that fucking you want to have sex with will not fucking have sex with you if you go to a bar and shit like that. So fuck you. These well, guys are obviously gonna become criminals and shit like that, dude. They're obviously gonna do some fucking bad. They're gonna fucking um, freak the fuck out, right? Ladies and gentlemen, male sex drive is a fact of life. And yeah. women have sex drive also. Well, I thought you were going to disagree with me for a second. That's why we have the... It's a fact of life. We have the, 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 the prosties for tardos. And, okay. Oh, yeah, like the fucking flesh pipes. So, really, yeah. what I'm yes, saying... Yes, uh, Kira. In World, War II, in World War II, a lot of people talk about all the sex slaves come from... She's not a prostitute. It's Hillary Clinton who said the word sex slaves, by the way. No. They were paid prostitutes, paid very well. They were paid on How a How much level. were they paid? Do you know? All right. Yes. Uh, they had the pay of approximately a Japanese general rate, grade officer per month. Well, like, like, well, what would that be like? Like, yonsen go yen? No, but at the time they had the the yen, the sen, and the rin, I think, right? Well, it's yen and a sen. Yen and a sen? Um, they were paid as much as Japanese general officers would be paid. So about like $300 or $400 a month. I, I would assume that would be like... Standard. Three but then again, with inflation and, and shit, that well, could have been like a thousand. They could have been paid They were paid, paid like roughly 100, 100 times a sergeant's pay. So, like, in today's really? rate... Really? prostitutes would be paid 100 times a sergeant's pay? So, yes. okay, in today's rate, like, one uh, $1,200, I think. Yes. That's yes, about it, right? $1,200? They were paid roughly, if you take a Japanese army sergeant, what he made per month, they got per month about 100 times. So, like, $1,200 a month. Right. Okay, and then was, even right? if they were non-national? Even if they were... Wait, 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 wait. Asian or what? Koreans were Japanese. Taiwanese were Japanese. Right. These are occupied. No. Annexed. Uh, annexed. Well, same fucking thing, really. No. Annexed. Occupation is ruled by foreign power. They were annexed. Korea was developed to be a f- full part of Japan. So was Taiwan. So they're the re-established. What's weird is that Taiwan has a very positive view towards Japan. So what's wrong generally. with Koreans? But the Koreans are very anti. So what's wrong with the Koreans? The the reason is because a lot of people stipulate is that Taiwan well, was awesome. first ruled by the, was was then ruled by the Chinese. No 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 no, it's the Koreans are weird. 
I said it. The Koreans are weird. Japan developed Korea. In the north, industries were built. In the south, agriculture was developed. Schools were built. Railroads were built. The Korean language, the Hangul, written language, was revived. Women were given an education. This is all done by Japan. Medical services were built. A postal system was created. Why, These, did, why did Japan This impose, is exactly what we were talking about like when we first started this podcast, like, mm. like two hours ago. Why did Japan impose Japanese upon the Taiwanese, but imposed Hongbul upon the Koreans? That was not imposed. But why, well, why, why, why was that the direction taken then? Well, because Congo was a Korean writing system. It was revived. But then why impose the Japanese language upon the Taiwanese? It wasn't imposed. It was. It was, it was mandatory well, education. Well, well, okay, okay. America goes somewhere, like Samoa. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to be, if you want to be anybody, you've got to really learn American English. Mm. Now it's the same thing. Japan was a ruling power, and people who want to rise, they better learn Japanese. Now you can stick with your own local language and so forth like that, but you're not going to go up in the higher society. This is just this is just a natural system. But Japan was not in any way evil. Um, this is simply a natural way of governing. I agree with that. I, I don't like the idea that this team was evil and this team was good. You know, mm-hmm. like like for me, that's just I would I prefer to just know the facts and the statistics. Like rather than have like um, like a narrative imposed on me by some sort of official, I would rather have like no. the data told to me by the, they, the historians and the official like the. Scientists and stuff like that. You if know? they may advertise, and so if that, I may like, advertise like, everybody out there, like computational data as opposed to my, historical narrative. Watch my next blog. I'm going to comment about the Americans and the attack on the Confederacy. What's your, what, do you have a, what, what, what is it? What is it? Do, are you, do, you, do you agree with taking that flag down? No. You, you think it should be up? Yes. Why? Well, one, I people fought for both sides. One. And two, it represents independence and freedom. What did I just say? Whoa! But doesn't, doesn't the actual flag represent that? The stars and stripes as opposed to the crosshairs? First of all, the stars and stripes are the first slave flag. That was the first slave flag. Yes, the south, the southern part of the half of the United States operated slavery under that flag. Under the American yeah. flag that we now know it. Now, why did the U.S. Civil War happen? Well, because there was a whole bunch of nasty Southerners who wanted to slave black people. No. Oh, no. No. Really? No. Oh, come on. It happened it, it because... It was a railroad war. There was no. too many railroads. No, it was a war because the South wanted to be independent of America. That because was of it. their railroads. Slavery was a big issue. But the South wanted to be different and separate. It was a big cultural issue. Mm. Now, the North attacked the South. Not really. Of course, we all know in Charleston Harbor that the first shots were fired in a federal fort. And well, the South was saying this is in our territory. But the South really didn't invade the North at that time. Right. They won't be left alone. Just want to be left alone, do as they wanted to do. With no. their slaves. But the North did not want to free the slaves. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, in a way, like, I've heard um, shit like uh, Abraham Lincoln saying, like, they should be free but not vote, that kind of no, shit. No, 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 no. It took 
three years for him to do it. Three years in the war. Now, so it was an adoptive policy to gain support? Um, it worked like this. Okay, the war happened, the, the, the North attacked the South. And they didn't do so well in the first few battles. But they did occupy some coastal areas in the Carolinas and so forth. And black people from the slaves, the plantation, ran to the Union Army. Those Union Army commanders wrote back to the Pentagon. Well, that was in the Pentagon at that time. It was, it was, they wrote back to their headquarters. The Pentagon. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. They wrote back to the headquarters and saying, so what should we do? We've got all these black people showing up. Are they people? Are they humans? Right. Or are they property? If they're property, we should hold them in storage or capacity and right. give them back to Southern owners. The Northern commanders didn't know what to do. In 1862, uh, I forget exactly which month, there was a major battle fought in the North in Maryland, which was a slave state, which didn't go to the South. Um, after that, President Lincoln said, the slaves are free, kind of. He said, if anyone is still in revolt against the United States, their slaves are free. If they are not in revolt against the United States, their slaves are still slaves. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> yes. Then, a year later, after everyone knows, well, you're Canadian, on um, the Battle of Gettysburg in 1863, the second southern invasion of the north in, in, the, in the east, and um, they lost a big battle in um, Pennsylvania and went south. Finally, he had the confidence to say, all slaves are free. Right. It took two years. Once. All right. And in the north, they treated blacks badly. The south, they still do, man. The south treated blacks better. Freed blacks. Freed blacks. There were blacks from the very start in the, in the southern Confederate army. Where are, you, where are you from in the states? Chicago. Chicago, you're from the north. That's but right. I had answers in both. All right. Now, the south had blacks in their ranks from the very beginning. Free blacks. And some of these free blacks were slave owners. It's... Yeah, that's like Django. From, it's... From the, well, I haven't seen the movie. I've heard the title. Well, I should yeah, see. he poses himself as a black slave owner. Yeah, no, like a free man. There were, there were, there black. were. There were black slave owners. There were. Now, what I'm saying here is a very complex issue. Well, man, it's been all night. And I don't really think running around taking on Confederate flags is going to be beneficial in any way. Ah, that's a distraction. It's, it's, it's to give some people something to talk about. And it's going to create a lot of resentment in the South. I have lived in the South for six months in Louisiana. I say fly whatever flag you want. No, when I, I was... Know. And if, if, if you fly a fucking Nazi flag and that's your shit, and you got two million people stoning you to death, that's the result of your well, action. But Louisiana, Louisiana. Fly your fucking flag, I was flag, in man. the South, and I saw things that couldn't happen when I was born in Chicago. Like what? In the street, a black man walking with his arm around a white woman like this. In Chicago, where I was born in the 70s, you did not see that. You could not see that. It was just not done. That's a shame. Because Chicago is such a bastion of uh, black blues and electrical innovation. It's a very, very racially charged city. Now, New York or San Francisco, 
San Francisco is a city, is a city where um, goes. in the 50s, I've heard this, in the 50s, a black man can go to a coffee shop, sit down, a white waiter come up and say, sir, may I take your order? One of the few places in America in the 50s that would happen. In Chicago? In San Francisco. In San Francisco. Now, when I grew up in Chicago, no, no, no. Just never happened. Never, 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 never. I mean, it's one of those rules that everyone doesn't talk about, but it's all known. Right. And um, I know about now, it's been a long, long, long time since so Chicago. Wisconsin, there was very few black people. Well, Milwaukee, there were. Uh, but it didn't mix, didn't mix. Northwest, the West, the Midwest of America is a kind of harsh place, ethnically. Yeah, I'm, I'm from the central Canadian prairies as well. One thing I want to talk about, though, to just bring it back to... Um, we lost the video. That's all right. That's a good mm -hmm. point to lose it. One thing I want to think about is the whole Zainichi situation. Ah. You know, like, we have all of these Zainichi people in... I have to go to the station. i got to pick up my friend. I'll be right back. Okay. okay. All right, all right. You guys continue to have as much fun as you want. I'll be right back. All right. Fader. Oh shit! Uh, that's gone. On. Dude, it's only audio. Yeah, the audio goes audio. on for fucking forever and shit. You guys All are right. awesome. All right. Awesome. Yeah, it, the audio goes on for another two hours. So awesome. It's cool. I'll be right back. Is cool, it cool? Dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Awesome. I'll well, be right back. We're not going to be going too much longer, but one of the a few things. Okay, just me was Zainichi. One of the t yeah yeah it was the the Japanese Zainichi, mm. which is typically described as the. South Korean faction of Japan. Well, the Chongrong, right? There's both sides. There's and, north and south. In inside Japan. Yes. What's your take on both of those? Well, um, there's people towards the north and there's people towards the south. Now, most of them. Actually, I've known both personally. Me too. Yeah. And um, uh, most of them, they'll talk about all the prizes in Japan. So, well, so why don't they change the Japanese nationality? Frankly, frankly, you know, okay, I'm German. I talk about how I'm German. Now, in the United States of America, where I was born, if I really want to raise your mustache, my Kaiser Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid joke, sorry. Oh, no, no, my Kaiser Bill. Kaiser <laughs> Wilhelm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not, not the other one, the little one. No, no, not the, not the little short guy. No, not guy, the fucking Hitler stash. I mean, no. the, if the, you're asking German, the, I would go for Kaiser proud, Wilhelm. The proud, I'm talking about Roman style. The like, Schnurrbart we from see in Germany. Caesar's era. Schnurrbart. Know, where, 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 Caesar, no. where Germans would integrate into Roman But what society. use would it be for me to really live in America as a German? You'd integrate pretty smoothly, right? Well, integrate? No, I'm going I am a German. I am not American, so screw you. And um, <laughs> hi, 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 hi. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense. Um, and, okay, now Japan does not have a law like America that by birth, if you're born in America, you're American. But Japan, we don't have that law. If you're born in Japan, you're not legally a Japanese. Yeah. Um, if you're born of a mixed parentage, uh, you get legal Japanese and you're... The other one, father and mothers, uh, you get both nationalities until 20, then you have to decide. Yeah. Pick one or the other. It's the basic rule. But, but the Zainichi are born here as Koreans. Right. They're not, they're, not, they're not immigrated. They're born here. Now, that's because they have two Korean parents. All right? Right. 
No. They have every right to naturalize as Japanese as anyone else. But they have a lot of social pressure from their families to stay Korean. They do. There's, they a, do. there's a lot of pressure. And when I was in university, I remember meeting one friend. A lot of violent pressure as yes. well. I remember one friend I met. He was 17 at the time. And he's just joining university. And he was shot one day. And I was like, hey, 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 Yamada-kun, hey, what's going on? And he said, I found out today I'm a Korean. I thought I was Japanese. And then he found out, his, he's the oldest. How old was he? 17. And all his younger brothers and sisters have been changed to Japanese nationality. He alone, his father had decided he will stay Korean to carry on the family line as Korean. And it was not a choice thing, it was a family thing. And, it's ridiculous. Well, in the West people say this, but this is in Asia. And, um, Confucian, is Right, and the guy was bummed out. But it's a huge, huge thing to go against what your father says. And I know of one, another woman that she changed from North Korean to South Korean. And this is in Japan. Well, that's probably a good move, to be honest. Well, yeah. But the father doesn't know. And she, didn't have, she never had the courage. And this is a woman who's like 40-something years old when I knew her. And um, she never had the courage to tell her father. Mm. And I changed to South Korean. And, uh, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, because this North Korean guy I know, he, he's so, he's so into it. You know what I mean? Like, he's so into his North Korean identity, mm. being born and raised in Japan as a North Korean person. Mm. But the idea of not being a North Korean is total it's a, it's off off the books like yeah. you can't do it you, uh, for me it, it's just like well I guess I can relate to it because I am not going to be Japanese myself as a mm -hmm. white person in Japan well, I'm, I, I'm never going to accept that you've accepted that in a way right because oh, you wow. say we as in we I Japanese saying, yeah, yeah 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 why is that why not I don't know, man. I, I always, I from the beginning, cause like, I always like, felt like, this is my country. Like you, David uh, Arto. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he, not Japanese. He is national. Legally, he is, but he's not in his heart. Why? What? What? Because okay. obviously, um, actually, I follow his stuff, and I am very intrigued by it and I don't think he's doing things the wrong way. Oh, personally. I do think he's doing things the wrong way. Oh, okay, because I don't. I personally mm -hmm. think that he's fending up for his family and all of that. Maybe it's just his angle. Right. Who fucking knows? But what, what's your take on all of that? Why, well, why, yeah. would, why would you separate yourself from David Adderall? <laughs> Which just sounds like gibberish. Um, I don't like the man. Um, really? I like him a lot. Uh, he's he, uh, he's uh, a grandstander, and he uses his family as pawns to make points, and he creates problems. He how does create, he create problems? Um, I remember in the G8 thing in Hokkaido, he would hang around and hang around in the uh, departures lounge, uh, the baggage pickup area, the airport, until the police come and say, what, who are you, what are you doing? And the scream, Sabetsu, this is uh, discrimination. And um, he had a tape recorder and everything ready to do it. Of course, this is a huge conference going on. Police are going to come and say, someone loitering around, what's going on? 
and he created a lot of his instance. Are you saying it's like an Alex Jones? I don't know Alex Jones, but he faked a lot of his instance. Did he? And the the great I'm not uh, sure the Hot Springs Resort deal, the Hot Springs Resort deal. I heard later that actually he brought his kids there, and he put his kids there in harm's way, willingly, to make a point. Okay. Now in Otaru, Hokkaido, I've been there with my wife. Yes, the Russians come and dock, and Russians get drunk, and I know about Russians because I'm part Swedish and Russian. Yeah, I've been to Hokkaido too, and I met some Russians. Now, okay. And I've, it's I've not, met some it's, Russians in Tokyo too. You know, it's it's pretty full on. Now it it is it is in a sense discrimination to say Russians can't come in the onsen, the hot springs resort, but they get drunk and they get nasty. And yeah, I understand. So, um, but David Ardo, and he gets very confrontational. He gets confrontational, and um, he doesn't like Japan. He really doesn't. Now, his whole thing about becoming a Japanese citizen was to say, "I'm legally Japanese citizen. Now people have to listen to me." Okay, me, for me, I think it's a very spiritual thing. What is being Japanese? From the very first day I came here, 41 years ago, I had an insight. Um, you can call it a flash, you can call it a bolt from the blue, uh, whatever. I th- this is my country, and I'll fight for this country. I've never felt that about Japan. I, I myself feel like mm-hmm. I'm an economic, like, a, like an immigrant, like a mm-hmm. just, uh, just as a job. I really like the place. I've traveled the whole country, to be honest, on the Seishu Junachi. Mm-hmm. Say, what was that ticket? What's that ticket ticket called? The Seishin Juhachi Kipu, where you get like you can travel all the local lines across Japan okay. for like five days okay. for like a hundred dollars or something like that. Mm. I've done that like like seven or eight times. Like I've literally been all over Japan mm. on a local train. Okay, That's so good. Good. And I've loved the local scene. Mm. But I've I've always I've never really. Yeah, I've always really liked the safety and the convenience, but mm. I, I study on a weekly basis, mm. like conjugate stuff. But I've never really felt like I've been like I'm part of the group. Even with this album I've just recorded, I just finished mm. mastering an album today with a Japanese mm. recorder. Most of the band was Japanese. Mm. I don't really even feel like part of the group. I met up with them a couple of weeks ago, and I was just like. Yeah, we've just recorded all this music together, and the best you can say is kakui. You know, is that? I, I don't know. I, I feel like a, I feel a, always. I feel like this great. Even though I'm very happy with the music and the recording mm. quality and the mastering and the engineering and everything, I think it's fucking awesome. I think it's fucking awesome. But I don't really feel like I'm very connected on a person-to-person basis. I am very much, very much connected. So fascinating because I um, very, a funny really, story, especially okay. with men. With with women, uh, I have a very easy connection. No, with men, I have a lot of connection. Really, in Japan? Yeah. In, in fact, in okay, Korea. okay. Let me tell you a story. All right. Uh, just you know, the other day, I had a benkyokai, which is one of my study groups, and there was a guy there, and my wife was there. She heard the story, right? And he didn't know he, she's my wife, and um, he was telling that last year we first met. Is this all in Japanese? All in Japanese. All right. And last year we first met, and we were all in, this is the drinking party after the, after the study group. And um, we first met on August 15th when I was in Yaskuni. And all I right. was invited. 
I was way better to go in the inner sanctum. August 15th, that's, that's, I, a, that's a fucking crazy scene. I always, man. no, it's, it's quite, quite all right, quite all right. And um, I was invited to go inside, <laughs> in the inside, and I was with Bob. Inside my, where? Because I've san- been... Inner sanctum. Inner sanctum, all right. Okay. So um, I was with about, what, maybe 50 people, and we had the drinks afterwards, and he, and he was saying, when he first met me, first saw me, who is this white guy? What's he doing here? And then he heard me speak. I got, I got asked to speak in, in the drinking Japanese. party. Of course, yes. And I, I talked. I'm just saying for the listeners. Yes, 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 yes. And I talked. And he became my real fast friend. Real fast friend. Right. And he, didn't, he was talking, he's talking this to my wife, and he didn't know she was my wife. And then finally someone else said something, and he said, What, you're Max's wife? And he was really surprised, but you know, oh, I heard that story later, and I, oh, well, that's how I, this guy was really wanting to get more close to me and so forth. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I've been going to Asakuni for years. Yeah. Years. And um, it's, a, it's respect. I agree with you that, that the fact that somebody goes to the war shrine where war criminals are interred makes it horrible. I mean, like, imagine going to Nuremberg. Like, excuse me, excuse me. There aren't any war criminals in Yaskin. Aren't all the magical, you know, people of Japanese war history interred at the old yes, yes But there's yes, no war criminals there. What, what America else? says is war criminals. The entire war took your war criminals. What Nuremberg? Would you call those Nuremberg foxes? Nuremberg is different. Why? But hold on. Would you say those Nuremberg fucks were war criminals? Yes. Hitler? Yes. But what about the Japanese no. side? Why? They, what did they do? Dude, everywhere I go across Asia, there's there's monuments where like people like yeah, I have been thanked personally by military officials in Thailand and other countries. For, for what? Japanese efforts in liberating them from colonialism. Communism? No, not communism. Colonialism. The West. What did the West do? Trying to subvert everyone. Japan was the one night and white nation who stood up. When I say I'm Japanese, do you do you really think that like like the whole World War II Japanese movement across Asia was for liberation? Yes. Why? And I have been personally thanked as a Japanese soldier. I have been thanked. That's uh, so no, it's fucked not. Up. No, it's not. No, it this is, is how because people take it. no one else says that. <laughs> no other white man will say this. Yes, that's the thing. But the same but thing. I, I am, I a am white not man. defending this 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 narrative. I'm not defending mm. the white man narrative where where we dropped the bombs and everything was peaceful and then we fought against communism. I am not saying that. I'm saying that the narrative you are presenting is so fucked up because no one else is saying it. It's not fucked up. It is Why? reality. Why? Why? Okay, then... And I am the... Perhaps... Okay. Perhaps I'm the only white person who experiences this reality. That I would assume you're, you're not me. The only one is a bit extreme, but... Yeah. I've been personally thanked by star officers, um, general rank officers of the Thai Army. For helping keep Thailand free from the West. They use As force. a Japanese. <laughs> As a Japanese. Yeah. No, I believe it, man. 
I believe it. No, I'm not saying what you're saying is dumb I used to sell, or stupid. Or I used to sell Japanese-made intelligence equipment to the Thai Army. Really? Really. Why? It was a 80% profit. That's good profit. Yeah. Um, for my Thai Army listeners, well, <laughs> hey, guys, well, just, that was what it was. So what kind of post-World War II narratives are we dealing with today? Well, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot. But I would really like to say to, especially American listeners, give Japan a break. Come on, let's, let's not worry about 70 years ago, and let's worry about now. Let's worry about now. 70 years ago, we had a horrible war, Yeah. and it's over. And... Yo, what's up, faders? Bad news. Yeah, the machine stopped recording and shit. We didn't know about it, and uh, yeah, we definitely weren't able to record that story. And God... Damn, it was a great story. I mean, that was like the best story ever. Oh, man. All right, but fret not. We're going to have Max back on the show soon. Very, 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 very soon. So, um, yeah, definitely continue to listen to Got Fit in Japan, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse. Lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Out the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I excuse me? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.